Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. What's up? How you doing? I'm good. How are you this evening? Doing just fine. You must be on here a little early this evening. You know what? I call myself trying to be on time today and stay true to schedule, so I am here to be your co-host for the next two hours. All right. Uh, you got a drink in your hand? Because we're going to be drinking. Oh, Lord. No, I don't have a drink in my hand, but I am definitely prepared for the unexpected this evening. <laughs> well, we don't know. I mean, these the people that you have, are these these are individuals that you, you uh, brought on, right? You know what? One guy actually inboxed me and um, had asked me if he could get an interview, which is Peter Mack. And Arthur Armani is a guy that I have met um, and been following on Facebook who writes books and um, actually just writ- written um, a horror a horror book. So um, both of them are authors and um, both have written books. So that's well, who will be joining to, us tonight. I'm going to be intrigued with the horror book, especially since Halloween is this Saturday. Yeah, I'm going to talk shit with him about that. I want to see what he's got, and uh, we definitely want to see what the deal is, and uh, we just want to welcome everybody to Word Sexy Radio. Normally, I start with music, but we're just going to go ahead and talk tonight, and um, I haven't heard from Cotton. I think she's doing all right. I haven't heard any more what's going on with her as far as, uh, you know, her mother and all that, but uh, we'll definitely keep her in our prayers, but you know something? I've been going through a lot the last couple of weeks. I have lost four people that I know in the last week and a half, two weeks. One of them was a coworker that worked with me, and mm-hmm. she just she had a heart attack and died. And and uh, we went to her funeral on Friday. And then that same day, another friend of mine she passed from cancer the same day. And and then I had a, a old teacher that died like a week before they did. And it was just it's just people just they're falling over everywhere. It's just amazing. Yeah, well, you know they say it happens in threes, you know, so I, yes, I've, lost, I've lost a few people, too, in the last couple of weeks as well, so, you know, like, you, you know, it's just it's just one of those things, you know, it's just a part of life. It's just crazy because it can be quiet, and then all of a sudden, things just start happening, you know, it's like a chain reaction. Right. Yeah. We got Southern, we got Southern California on the line right now, so uh, tell us what's going on. Is that me, Southern California? That's who it is. And who are you? Oh, my name is Peter Mack uh, from California, author of Filthy, and was calling in, uh, seeing what's going on. Are you you filthy? No. 
silky. Hey, no, nah. <laughs> nah, back in my days, I was silky, but you know that that shit passed, man. I'm bald oh. now. Well, goddamn, shit, you you on the right show because you cussing, so you already know what's up with this motherfucking show. Right, we're, gonna have, we're gonna be off the chain, and that I already can tell. Oh man, welcome, it's all good, welcome, man. welcome, welcome, welcome. It's all good. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell everybody in Radio Land out there that's listening, all these raunchy motherfuckers that's listening. Tell them who you are and what you're about, brother. Well, my name is Peter Mack. Um, I'm the author of the Pan American City 2015 Book Award winning book called 50. And, uh, you know, it's based in 1984 at the dawn of the crack era when I had to go live with my grandmama. And that summer kind of changed the course of my life. You said the name of it is what, the sissy or the, or the filthy? What'd you say? Oh, my God. Come on, man. Filthy, man. Filthy. <laughs> Okay, I just want to make sure you ain't say sissy or some shit, you know. <laughs> if you did, it's okay. You're going to have these people confused, man. You're going to have them confused, Well, we, well you know, shit, we confuse anyway. I mean, women that look like like men that look like women and, you know, man. all kinds of shit going on man. now, man. Wait, yeah, wait till you, yeah, wait till you read my book that's coming out next week called Licks. You really, oh, you really get a taste of the confusion. Oh, wow. Oh, no, oh, no. All right, so tell us a little about... Uh, your uh, your first piece, the one you was telling about a few minutes ago, and, get, and kind of lead us up to your new book. Well, Filthy um, was a long time coming. Um, I wrote that um, a few years back. It had some trials and tribulations that kept it from coming out. But I think uh, we were able to put it out at a time that was, uh, you know, I had got my game up, got my fan base right. So it, it was the right time, you know. Um, yeah, so, you know, my mom was going through some stuff, and, you know, it was a book that I had to write to kind of figure out where it all started for me, you know, because I was innocent before that. Before that, I was playing ball in the street and, and avoiding the nasty girl next door. And uh, once I got over, yeah, and once I got <laughs> you know, over, yeah. You became, you became remember those days? Motherfucker, huh? Okay. You remember those days? I do. Trust me, I yeah, do. Trust me. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. You be innocent, so, uh, and all of a sudden... All of a sudden, you motherfuckers feel, find out what a nut feels like, and that's it. You be chasing oh, that yeah. shit the rest of your life. Man, it's over, and they got the power after that. <laughs> I know how a crackhead feels when it comes to that shit. You know, when you get that first high, and, and it's like nothing you ever had in your life, and you're chasing the yeah, rest of your yeah. life, trying to get yeah, that yeah. thing. That's yeah, how that spending, first nut is. Hell yeah, you spend the next 20 years just saying, just let me put the head in. <laughs> All right, well we got we got uh we got the attention of Miss Miss Trey over there. So go ahead, Trey, ask him a couple of questions. I know you got some crazy shit to ask him. Go ahead. Well, you know what? We've only been in the show for a minute, and it's off the hook already. You know, I think I do need a drink. <laughs> yeah, I told you to get one before we started. And brother, Ooh, you ain't I... got one. We need to get you one because I'm drinking some. <laughs> I'm drinking some Sigrams. Uh, that that damn uh, vodka. You know that that pommel kiss and shit. That shit is off the chain. So that's what I'm doing. And I might blow I... A, hit, hit, fire up a, a joint too. Shit, a blunt. Fuck it. Oh, <laughs> well, I guess my question would be, first of all, um, before I get into any questions, I definitely want to thank you for coming on to the show this evening and, and um, hanging out with us and sharing your project. And, you know, it's it's truly an honor because, you know, we kind of been, you know, following each other a little bit on, on Facebook. Right. So um, I just want to say I I am truly, you know, thankful that you are on the show. So, you know, I just want to start out by saying that. But. I do want to know, you know, with this book, Filthy, the one that, you know, I have been so blessed to get a copy of, right. um, what inspired you to write such a 
story. Mm-hmm. I know that you said that you know you were kind of going through some things, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, what what was well, that one thing that just said, "Hey, I need to write this book about that." Well, here's the thing, you know, in in this newly popular urban genre is what they call it. Um, you know, everybody is writing about, you know, I remember I had a, a a conversation with Lucas Riggins back in the day when I wrote my first book called Hood Suite. And Lucas Riggins, if anybody knows, he was working with Cherry Woods at the time. Yeah, and, and she's uh, out with some new shit now, too, but go ahead. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, me and Terry, you know, me and Terry used to have a lot of conversations back in the day. Um, she wanted me to write a uh, hundred thousand words of that deadly range trilogy. We never came to that. She wanted to buy hood suite. She wanted to buy a neighborly affair, but she was just moving too slow. But we have a, we had a good relationship and I used to talk to Lucas Riggins a lot. And he said, you know, he was tired of reading about stories where the dude was selling crack overnight with a hundred keys and jumping on top of the McDonald's and having a shootout with the police and killing a hundred people. He said he was tired of that make believe. So, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, and I just started seeing an influx of covers with the, you know, with the D-Boy and the woman in the car on it. And, and they were yeah, all the bullshit. same story. Right. It was yeah, all the exactly. same story. You know, it's a hood chick come up. It's a D-Boy gone bad. It's this and that. So I was just like, you know what? I come from that. You know what I mean? And I started out writing like erotic fiction, you know, a neighborly affair, um, the seduction of Ayana Cherry, Ayana Cherry and the Tabernacle Glories. It was hot. Man, I need to read matches. your shit, man. I right, need to right. <laughs> you got some tight titles. Now, I'm a erotic right. fiction author myself. I got 16 under my belt. That's What's your name, there on Amazon. Red Snapper, baby. I'm the guy. Red Snapper. What's up, man? Yeah, look, look me up, baby. I know you know I who I am, you. but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> brother, but yeah, continue your story. We'll talk some more. Just in case I don't, I know you know me, right? <laughs> I know I know your ass. Come on, man. Okay, you don't know me where you been at, folks. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but nah, shit, man. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead, go ahead, yeah. So, because I came from that environment, my earlier books didn't have a gun, didn't have a dope, didn't have a, a drug in it because I felt like that was, you know, I wanted to express myself and get outside of that. So when I just start seeing all these felonious people just talking about what they did and, and this whole new culture is so easy to fake it, I was like, you know what, let me take it back to where it started at, to a time where you had to be chosen or you had to inherit the game, you know, and, and it was hard to fake then. So, you know, so I just wanted to tell it how it was and, and how it, you know, before the glamour and all that, how, how it all started. So, so what's the era that you start in? Is it like the late 70s, well, mid-70s? 1984, or? man, 1984. There you go, there you yeah. go. 1984, oh, man, God. L.A., 21st and Figueroa. I was 14 years old in 1984. Damn, shit, y'all some young motherfuckers, man. Oh, <laughs> you know where I was at in 1984? I was I was in motherfucking Korea in 
So when I got there to my grandma's house, you know, that was all really what it was going to be. And she had raised 11 kids. She wasn't going to raise me. So she just said, hey, if you ain't in this house by 8, I'm locking the door. Well, I hardly ever made it in by 8. The block was mine. Right. right. Did you read the book? But see, see, a lot of people just don't understand. Because, you know, like you said, it's a lot of make-believe and they they make it sound good. It, it, and this is a typical story that I see, and I'm not trying to dog the, the urban fiction, but I'm just going to go ahead right. and say what I've seen. Right. The typical story is this dude went to jail. He lost his shit while he was in jail. His bitch right. was trying to hold on. The, the, the drug dealer he was fucking with, that, that, that was his rival, that took over and shit, and right. he now gets out of jail and got to get all his shit back. Right. right. Or some story. variation. Or some variation where she's yeah, fucking yeah, with his yeah. homeboy and... Right, trifling stuff going on. Like I, I don't get it. I don't, you know. But you know, some variation. Trey, did you get a chance to look at that filthy? You know what? <laughs> I had. <laughs> well, you know what? You know, I about have... that. We got, we got North Georgia here too. Let me see who that is, real quick. State where you, who you are. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. If you ain't got nothing to say, then that's okay. But, but. We got you on the line, if you got something to say. You can at least say hi. Hi, George. Okay. <laughs> What's going on with your name, George? Are you a listener? Are you, are you, a, are you one of the, the, the guests that's supposed to be here? Or you just want to just, just say a few words to our guests? Did you read Filthy, George? I guess they don't want to say anything, but hi, anyway, thanks for, shy. thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, I may, uh, we hung, we made her leave. I'm sorry, you George. You way back. too aggressive, <laughs> Red Snapper. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm hard. A bit for finesse, baby. I'm too hard. I'm going to shut up now. I ain't going to say nothing to nobody. When they call me, I'm going to leave them alone. We are supposed to have another guest. But, uh, is it a female or a male that's coming? No, it is a male that is um, going to be joining us as well, and he is actually out of Cleveland, Ohio, I believe. So, okay, well, um, well, I right now I'm, a, I'm enjoying South Carolina, California. My brother, Mr. Mack. Now, do you know uh, Cotton? Uh, Cotton from where? She's out there where you at. I mean, you know, she's oh, a she poet is. though, so I don't know if you knew her or not. But anyway, uh-huh. I, I can't say. Yeah, I but if I said that name, you would have knew her because she's a soft spoken right. poet. She fucks motherfuckers. I know a few Cottons, but yeah. none of them. Oh women, yeah. Though. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, they wasn't women. Okay, well, this is a woman. Well, all she got to do is say. Some one or two words and, and motherfuckers get all fucked up anyway. <laughs> nah, I ain't yeah, gonna she is. Yeah, they do. <laughs> let's, let's, hear, let's, hear, let's hear Trey say how come she wasn't able to read filthy that I gifted to I her. Have, I have not gotten around to it because I've uh-huh. had so much going on. However, uh-huh. I am going to read the book, and me and you are going to have a discussion about this book. So okay. I just need you to know that I am definitely going to read it. I appreciate you gifting it to me. And so let me I'm definitely ask, going to check it out. Well, let me ask right. you how much. Is there a little bit of sex up in this motherfucker or what? Is it just all drugs? Oh, man. I mean, as much, as, story, as, brother. I'm, as much sex as, it, you know. as, a, oh, man, um, as much sex as a 14-year-old can have, you know, um, when he's losing his innocence. Um, I did. I was introduced. It was my first time having grown sex with a grown woman. Um, it was my first time sitting in a crack house with prostitutes and, uh, it was my first time, you know, getting head and, 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 and then losing five dime rocks because, you know, I couldn't last past 5,005. 
So, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, she was a pro. So, uh, so explain your giving head shit. That, let's talk about that. Oh, you, man. You, your first time, motherfucker shoves your motherfucking mouth on her pussy and tell you to lick. Nah, what was nah, about that? she was giving me head, man. I, you oh, know what? damn, I thought you was eating some pussy. Damn. Nah, I couldn't no. last past 5,005. Oh, damn. Okay. Right, well, let's, right, well, right, well, let's right. talk about that then. Shit. I'm sure Trey will pick up the book then after you talk about that. Oh, is, is that? <laughs> you must know her. You know her good, don't you? I do. She's my friend. Go ahead. Well, shit. If she into that, she really going to like licks because it ain't nothing but violence, money, and murder in that joint. <laughs> mm, okay. The beginning and the end, it might be too sweet. Grab your toothpaste and your floss because you're going to get cavities if you let that sugar stay on them. Okay, well, we got okay. we got Florida on the line. Now, Florida, if you don't have nothing to say, just say you don't don't hang up. But if you do, you got a question for Mr. Mac. He is here right now on the line talking shit. Hi, Florida. Thanks for listening, Florida. Don't hang up now. We don't want you to get upset and hang up. But uh, if you just want to listen, that's fine. You ain't got to say nothing. I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave it alone. Like I said, I I have to give people a chance if they want to speak, because they may have a comment or question. But I'm going to yeah. uh, <laughs> just let you listen, and I'm not gonna bother you because I do not want you to hang up. Mm-hmm. But we'll keep doing. I, keep talking shit. Go ahead. Okay, I have a question for um Peter. I want to know with this book, Filthy, and the other novel that you have written. Do you have any type of um, plans moving forward to make those into like? A movie, a mini series, because it sounds oh, like no it, it sounds like it's a really good book. What, and if you, what do you need that hot girl in the hood to be that. Well, he reminds me a little of is, is a Donald Goins. He's he's got that little Donald Goins thing going on, which I enjoy. To me, oh, that's yeah, real yeah. urban fiction. You know, yeah, you I know what? Right. And all that. You know, these yeah. people, if they could write like that, then I would probably would right. give them more to that. But their yeah. stories are not nothing close to that. So you know, get, yeah. is it is it kind of like that? Yeah, you know, those are my influences, man. Um, you know, Himes, um, Going, Slim. Uh, yeah. You know, when I when I was writing The Neighborly Affair and I had a pimp up in there, I bought Donald Goins just to get the flavor so I can be authentic with it um, and, and just mix it with my own. Uh, and, you know, what I found is my association, with, my association with a lot of authors is that they don't read outside of their genre. They don't research, and they don't try to make mm-hmm. it as, 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 as authentic as they can because not only is it an art form, it's an education. And the best writers, um, you know, my mentor is Walter Mosley, and he's an urban fiction writer, but you won't call him that because he writes erotica. He writes everything. He, is he writes the everything. Exactly. Yeah. He writes everything, uh-huh. but he can go to the blue dress, you know, yeah. all that shit. Yeah, but he can go to the uh-huh. bottom of L.A. and, and spit with the best of us. Uh-huh. Right. But so, you know, yeah, one so, thing I have to... Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, keep speaking. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, nah, but most definitely, though, you know, um, uh, a popular publisher, uh, one of my partners said that my that my books read like a film script, uh-huh. and, uh, and that's basically how I started out. So we want to make it short. We want to make it sweet. We want to make it descriptive. Uh-huh. We want to make it move fast. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so film school is definitely something that that, uh, that I'm that I'm planning for, and and turning okay. these things into film. Now, if you are interested in any, you know, by any chance, and you're looking for, you know, an up and coming actress, I think that's going to be my next, you know, venture to get into, yeah. you know, doing some acting. You know what, Trey? I ain't even. You know, you what? know what? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't even be looking on people's pages, and I know. 
you know, I don't know how to, I don't ever understand people who do that, but I'm going to have to check you out. I ain't even seen what you look like. All I saw were your words, and that was most important to me, but I'm going to check you out. I'm going to ogle you and see what's up. Oh, okay. Well, I could just be a movie extra. I could just walk down the street. Wait, I... wait, don't back up now. You <laughs> said you were going to stop. Listen to her, man. Okay. She's going from sucking a dick to, to walking down the street. What the fuck is she going to do that, man? You just backed up now. <laughs> I you thought she was going to no, no, no. choose you or something. I thought you was going to say I'd choose you and be be with the Mac or something. Now you want to walk heard down me? the street. That's it. Yeah, I want to be extra now. Is that all you were? We will talk, Peter. I'll put it yeah. that way. We'll talk. We'll see if there's anything that can come out of that. But that yeah. that sounds like that would be a very good movie. I mean, something that really hasn't been done in a long time. Just a right. just an you know, amazing movie with a great story. Now, right, Peter, what right, gets me, right. the question I have for you is, is why is it that always these people who do urban fiction, they feel they have to pick a big city like a Atlanta or a New York or a California or something that – why can't they use like – now, some of them use, well, use Tennessee or something like that, right. depending on where they're at. But, you know, my thing is, is why can't they use a regular little old small town and well, make it like he's a big-time right. guy? Make well, it more yeah. real. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. It's always um, Atlanta. It's always yeah. you know, fucking somewhere. You know, some shit yeah. like that. Well, and you know, it's I'm like only... millions of those kind right. of people that live in those big cities. Where if you do a yeah. small city, you know, then you just got this one big, you know, guy or girl that's doing right. that, th- doing that thing. So right. Yeah. I'm but you like, got to be real though, because those people from those cities, like. You know, the thing, it's almost like urban fiction is almost like hip-hop because we want our hip-hop to be authentic. And that's what got Tupac and Biggie so big because they were authentic with it and they told real stories that everybody can relate to. Um, And, you know, so, but what happens is we do ourselves an injustice when we try to, as hip-hop artists or urban fiction artists, we do ourselves an injustice when we try to hold people to, to, you know, take, for instance, my my novel, Dirty Licks. Someone, a reviewer said that this couldn't, I don't believe that this happened in one day. Wait, hold on. This is fiction. You feel me? Like, you know, like literally, like, okay, we want to stay close to home and make it believable, but not only could this happen in one day, but the mere fact that you said that it's impossible that it can happen in one day, you forget that this is creative fiction and it's art. Well, that's just like 24, the, the show 24. All that shit is one day. And that's impossible. <laughs> and and you know all this shit that happens in yeah. 24. If you ever seen one episode of that shit, right. you know that's impossible. But the that's part that, that intrigues everybody is because it says it's 24. 24 it's hours. This motherfucker that, that took a country, then done all kinds of shit by himself, he single-handedly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It fucked up the president. All kinds he, of ain't ate a bur- Look, he ain't ate a burrito. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so that's what fiction is. A lot of times people forget. They want to have authenticity, but they, right. they forget that fiction is what's good, too. Because, exactly. you know, just like in my books, a lot of times they'll be, t- they be trying to say, well, how is everybody attracted to this one bitch? They want to fuck her, and everybody just wants her. Because it's right. fucking fantasy. It's a fiction. Right. That's right. what right. Right. And that's right. what we write. Right. It's entertainment. We're not trying to give you shit you see down the street. If you want to do that, just go outside and go down the street. 
Go right. now. I'm trying to give you all that. We want it to be authentic, stuff that's possible. Right. Now, you want to make right. sure the sex positions that you use is a position right. that can really happen. But, you know, my well, thing yeah. is, is the, the purpose of writing fiction is so you can escape the reality exactly. and go into a world where shit can happen, where there's no AIDS. I had a, a bitch tell me one Absolutely. time she did a review on my books. She read them all. She tried to talk shit. She read them all. But she was talking about, how can I have all this sex be happening and nobody wearing a rubber and nobody's, you know, ain't nobody catching AIDS and shit? Because in my world, you ain't catching that shit. Right, in the right. 80s, you weren't catching AIDS. In the, right. Exactly. Right. So, you know, I don't understand it. It's supposed to be entertainment. Sometimes people get it twisted. Well, yeah, my philosophy is that my philosophy is that as a novelist, you're supposed to entertain, educate, and explore. So you're supposed to push the boundaries of the art form, educate the people about something authentic, because it's always going to be a theme. Say, for instance, there's always a powerful woman. There's always there's the theme. The common theme of my my books is a woman who moves with desire, motivation, and dedication for peace, power, and position. It's really all about build, showing a woman's self worth, what she's capable of manifesting in her life with that self worth. So for women that reading books, they're always going to see a woman like themselves who is uh-huh. being better, choosing better, and manifesting her life in a better way. So, or somebody so, that they wish they were, and that's what you're supposed to give them. Like right. a lot of times, I use female. Or what's possible in themselves? They don't want to be nobody right. else. We right. want to we want to show them what's possible in themselves if they just right. manifest these attributes, and we want to show them the dudes and the characteristics of dudes that will help them grow and who they are safe in choosing. So the and they can say and well. they can say you know this is possible that I could probably get that. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, I right. sometimes, sometimes people are looking for too much reality in fiction, and I think that right. that's the problem. When you, if you're looking for that, then you, you know, you know, you, it, it's you're not escaping. You're trying to find something that you're missing in your own life, but you're taking it to the extreme that okay, this can't be real. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't want this. You know, I mean, and that's not, and a lot of times, I guess, what some of this urban fiction does is does that, but. I don't know, and, and I'm not just trying to hit that genre. You can go in erotica. You can go in yeah, any yeah. contemporary. I mean, whatever. You know, even right. I'll even say Christian fiction. Some people look for shit in there that right. they try to make seem like it's you know it's, it's got to be have a happy ending with with somebody getting saved or something. And a lot of times it don't right. even be that way. Like you know, that right. way. You know, and and if you're looking for that, then that's you know, like I met someone that told me they won't read a book unless they know it's gonna be a happy ending and shit. What is the purpose? <laughs> oh my goodness. It's got to be a love story where they're not fucking around on each other. They're going back and forth, tit for tat, trying to get each other. And they're missing and doing this, and it's got to end up with a happy ending. Well, hell, you already well, know. Well, they should never happen. walk into a bookstore then. Exactly. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So you know, I just try to keep it different. I just try to. I try to. Um, well, what I do do is examine um, trending topics that's going on in our neighborhoods, in our lives. And so that because these discussions that we have with our friends and our mothers and our fathers and our brothers and our sisters, we're going to put them on the page so you can look at it objectively and won't have so much emotional investment in it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, I, you I, know. I wish I could get Florida to say something without them hanging up. I'm going to try. One more time. You say, say hi, Florida. Kiss, uh, okay, Florida, I have your mic on. Do you have a question or anything for our guests? Say something to me, Florida. Please. I'm just anxious to see what happens next. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Well, I'm um, Mr. Mac. 
<laughs> We're going to talk shit. Now, who is this, though, please? And, and you can just make up a name if you want. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> My name is Jeannie, as in I dream of. Okay. okay. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Thanks for joining us. So I'm not asking you to fill the, the story for us, but I would like a little taste of something that's coming up. Um, you mean in Filthy 2 or in Licks? Oh, Filthy 2, definitely. Uh, you know what? A lot of people have been asking about Filthy 2 and, you know, wanting wanting, wanting to read it. Um, the reviews have been great. Um, I just got a new review today. Uh, but I had to get permission from my partner, Fred, um, who I hooked up with that next summer. You know, I told him about Filthy and he was, you know, he, he saw what it was doing. And I said, man, you know, the next book is me and you, right? You know, we were 15 and 16 going to L.A. High and, uh, you know, Fred had a little money way back then, uh, more money than me. You know, he was going to school in suede ballets, cross cords, and silk shirts. And, you know, he was rocking that, that diamond bracelet uh, before anybody else had it. And uh, so we hooked up that next summer, and I had to get his permission to put him in there. You know, he even told me the other day, he said, man, I got some of them old pictures when you had the perm, and we were sitting next to them heats. And, you know, like, man, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, yeah, um, we're going to do Filthy for next summer. I got his permission to include him in there and, and tell some of our stories. And, uh, you know, so as far as licks go, you know, that's that's just sweet. You know, it's three books in one. Um, it starts with a kidnapping, and it's, and it's just gangsters, killing, and it's sex, violence, and money, and murder. And uh, it's that signature flow. You know, we, we continue to try to push the boundaries and, and, and be creative with this art and uh, have somebody, have, have the readers experience something new with each with each push. And that's what it's all about. To try yeah. to get them something, Absolutely. Something Even though you can get awesome. some things in a movie or something, but, but to get somebody's a different approach from another author's perspective and not have it where it's the same thing that you see all the time. Right, 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 yeah. right. Because I mean, I read a book I, by Toni Morrison that didn't have an explanation point or a period in it. There you go. Imagine that. See, I'm glad you said that because I get tired of some of these people who, who – who are never experts and don't have degrees, and they're reading your books and doing these reviews, and right. they're dogging your reviews, dogging your right. books, because you might have missed this or a word might have been misspelled or, or the editor might have missed something. I think that it's, it's terrible that a lot of authors get slammed for that. What do you, what's your well, I think, well, no, I think that as an author, um, well, Toni Morrison's <laughs> books that didn't have a period or an explanation point, that was part of her art. It, the whole book was one sentence. Like, that was the part that she wanted to do that. But I think that um, if you are consistent in your approach, like with licks, there's no indents. It's all full margin left. All dialogue, all paragraph starts. But it's, it's, it's consistent, and that's the way I wanted it. Um, filthy is traditional. You, know, you have indents with every paragraph and stuff like that. So um, I think that as an author, you want to make sure that it is correct. You need to proofread it. I know you get tired of proofreading it, but you need to proofread yourself three, four, five times before you put it to print. You don't want nobody else to be able to say, oh, you missed something or you did that. And I've seen great authors who might miss a word or two. And, 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 and it happens because you just start – your mind starts seeing the same word over and you assume it's right when it's not. But, uh, yeah, so uh, we have to be our own best critics. And we have to make sure that, especially in this new genre, in this new age, we have to make sure that our product is is is, is a high standard. Um, we have to put that burden on ourselves and and, 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 and leave no room for somebody to clown us about it. 
and that's true, and you have to do that. But, you know, a lot of times, like you said, and there's been big authors. We're, we're talking mainstream authors that have right. – and, and they have uh, good editors out there. Sometimes things get missed because right, 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 they're human. But, you know, a lot of times people will dog you out, you know, and uh, because you they might find this or there or that whatever uh, and, and just give you a bad review because of that. And I think yeah, that, well, I that's call, but I call that the weed, you know. I call that the weed syndrome. You know, you got you in the post office, the sister in the post office behind another sister. She clowning her about her weed when she got a raccoon on top of her head. You know, you right. we dog right. each other out when we ain't even we ain't got a right to. You feel me? So um, that's just that's just how we do. But you know, to protect ourselves against that, we we gotta make sure that you know our kitchen is straight and 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 and, and our weave ain't oily and it's sitting on right. Well, that's what you gotta do. Yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, absolutely. There, do you have any other questions? Do I? No, Miss right. the, the lady, the lady in Florida. Oh, she, no, no, I don't. Thank you. I'm just excited to read your next novel. Thank you, Florida, for joining us. I appreciate you, Jeannie. Thank you. Thank you for taking my question. Oh, no problem. And if you got any more, we'll we'll come back to you. Okay. Yeah, sure. All right. But as we go forth and keep going, uh, you know, uh, the, tell us a little bit about your – how many books do you have out right now? Um, geez, I think seven. Okay. That's seven. a good number. Well, yeah, you know, um, I put out – let me see. The first one was Hood Sweet. That was in 2007 um, under my government name, Eastco. And then uh, we did Enabling Affair with True Life Publishing with Karen Mitchell. Karen Mitchell is now with uh, um, Carl Weber at Urban Books. And uh, so yeah, Carl Weber been, is one of my frat brothers, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, he's an alpha. Yeah, yeah, he got some nice movies coming out. He's doing big things, man. I, yeah, you know, he is. I, I he is. He's moving. He's moving. He's moving. He's been around for a while. It's about time that his stuff become movies. Also, uh, Eric Jerome Dickey is one of my frat brothers as well. And uh uh, Lynn, E. Lynn Harris was a frat brother too, and you know he wrote what he did before he passed. And yeah, you know, yeah, you know what? We yeah, knew he was getting yeah. and everything, but you know it, right, it was right, right. still good works that he did. So man, look, man, a, a, a friend of mine, a friend of mine named Terry Terry Prebu, she wanted me to read E. Lynn, and um, she didn't tell me he was gay. I don't even yeah. have a gay car. Uh, so, but I read his books, and I liked his books. And it was after I liked his books that I realized he was gay. And, right, and I'm kind of glad. Like Basketball Jones and all that. Yeah, he has a lot of good stuff out there, man. Right, right, right. Um, but I don't think it was until his later books that it, it really showcased a lot of gayness. The, the ones I read were mostly hetero. Um, he might have had some some gay stuff up in there, but. You know, I it didn't make an impression on me. But you you got to remember when he when he was coming out with it, he was like the beginning of that. So he had to right. slowly right. wean people into that. Exactly. And it wasn't it wasn't accepted, you know. Uh, right. Until he when he wrote um, basketball, uh, Jones and all that stuff. That's when it started right. kind of coming out. So I, you know, it's what it is, and uh, right. you know, he he goes down in history. As one of those pioneers that that did that, so yeah, people still talking about him, and not just because he was gay, but because he had some good work. Exactly. Right, right, right. But yeah, I think that's important, man. Just to stay outside your genre. Like um, I'm reading Theodore Dostoevsky right now, and um, mm-hmm. you know, for all those people who say novels are too long, the words are too long, the sentences are too complex. 
they really need to, you know, massage their brain so that, you know, just to exercise it a little bit because I, I find Dostoevsky a challenge for myself, but it's necessary. It's like lifting weights. you got to see what's, what else is going on, what else is out there. You know, James Baldwin, James Joyce, um, Richard Wright, Zora Neale Hurston, you got to get out there and see what they're doing so that you can uh-huh. touch your brain. Absolutely. Yeah. Alice Walker, the temple of my, of my familiar, was fiction, but it had game up in there. And Alice Walker is the temple of my familiar. She the first one that talked about why the Catholic Church is practices celibacy. And it was because when they went down to Africa as missionaries, it was a black woman was so revered. They looked at her as a god because she was so revered in the matriarch of the society, but yet she was able to have kids. So they vowed, we will take over this, and we will not have sex. We will wear black to symbolize the black woman, the black dress like. That's why they wear the cloak in the way they do it. Okay. And, and she put that science in the, in the temple of my familiar. Okay. Well, see, that's why I like I like talking to people who know what they're talking about and who do research. Right. That's, that's right. And that's what I'm saying. You know, because if you're going to write, you got to do research. It's definitely, like, if you write about a city you've never been to, you definitely need to write and do, do the research of what's the big city and what's the street. Because like you said, people who live there, if they're reading, they're going to be looking to see if you know what you're talking about. And, right. you know, right. I like to write historical because I'm a historian so a lot of times I like to write in the, about the 90s or whatever era I'm talking about. I have to make sure that all the things that was going on, the music and everything that was going on at that time is correct in the book when I do it. Right. So right, that's right, what you have right. to do. So we got Cleveland on the line right now. Go ahead, Cleveland. What's going on? Yeah, how you doing, sir? My name is Arthur Armasi. How are you? All right. Good to have you on the line. Well, thank you. Go ahead and say, say, hi, say hi to, your, to the other guests here, uh, Peter Mack, and uh, we got Trey Bryant here, who's my co-host. Hello. How y'all Hello. doing today? Hey, what's good. Going on? How are you? Welcome right. to the show. Pretty good. Oh, thank you. Oh, Appreciate it. So to give us a little history on you, brother, and tell us about yourself and what you got going on. All right. Well, my name is Lamont Wheeler. Um, I've been under a month. Um, I have a... I'm working on a Christmas book right now. Um, it's called Christmas in the Land. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. And basically the story is about, um, it's, it's about like a guy that, you know, he, he he lives in the projects or whatever, and he was he thought material things was the only way to make his family happy. And it was a Santa Claus that was coming in, coming to people's houses, coming down the chimney, taking their stuff. So it left him with nothing but to just um, his family and just to get around his family and just get to know his family. So it left him with nothing, and everything just went bad for him. And they all finally got a chance to sit down and talk and got to know each other better and got closer to Christ. Okay, so is your so, book, what what genre is this? Um, this is actually going to be a uh, Christian fiction. I'm glad you said that. Okay, so let's talk about Christian fiction. Tell us about it, brother. What what is what is your definition of Christian fiction? <laughs> well, mine's a little different. Um, what I like to well, do I want to hear because like there's there's a whole bunch of different ones out there. <laughs> tell me, tell me what yours is. Okay, what I, what I do is I write worldly things. Like I, I write like like I'll name the title something like um, Christmas in the Hood, Santa Claus in the Hood, or something like that. Just to get the reader's attention, and you know, because some readers, if they're not really into Christ, or they probably into Christ, but they don't like reading Christian urban books. 
So if I have a Christian title, they won't buy it. So if I have like a urban title like Taylor in the Hood, and as they read the book, it'll have a spiritual twist to it, and it'll catch, it'll catch their attention, and they say, oh, wow, this is pretty good. I'm going through the same thing, you know, and they kind of, them are the people I'm really trying to reach out to. Because, like, some of my reason with Christian fiction, like, certain people buy, only Christian buys them those type of books. Okay, so you're saying that they won't buy a book that has a Christian name, title. I beg to differ, because if you tell Rashonda Tate Billingsley that, she will probably tell you, fuck no, that's not true. Because all her books have <laughs> Christian-based titles, and her books are not Christian fiction. Right. Well, it's kind of half and half. A lot of people from <laughs> like, I'll be honest with you, if I see a book to say a Christian title, but I won't buy it. You know what I mean? And I know a lot of people do the same. So, well, that's true. I mean, you know, it just depends on who, you, who the demographic you're going after. So that's fine. Right. But so right. you, so is all your books Christian fiction? Is that what you are, a Christian author? You know, this is Word um, Sexy Radio. We talk shit on this show. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm with it too. Okay, man. I'm just, you know, I'm just I'm making not, sure not, you understand <laughs> what the show you're on here because we're not going church here. I'm gonna let you know that now. Okay, no, I'm just, I love the Lord. Don't get me wrong. I'm just letting you know. Okay, all right. Hey, I love the Lord too, man. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I just had a last project that came out. Was um, it was a um, I did a horror, a theatrical horror audio book by the name of Susie. And um, what it is? Did you say like, it was horror? It was, yeah, horror. Oh, okay. I know that we, we kind we, of a stress. Like, how did this guy come from horror to Christian? I'm gonna tell no, you. No, no, no. Ain't nothing wrong with that because I got some paranormal <laughs> no. books that I wrote too. I mean, I've written a couple of paranormal books myself that are. Erotic as well, but they're paranormal. So right. I mean, you, you, you got to be creative and do things, man. So right. But is your horror shit? Is it fucked up though? I mean, horror like Stephen King. I mean, well, he ain't gonna uh, be horror. Yeah, horror. like what He's is murder. it about? Yeah, yeah tell I'm us about you. it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, the Susie Project. You're gonna laugh at me, but the audio. Oh, we, might, kinda... we might laugh. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the audio. The audio book was kind of. It was kind of like that funny type of horror, but. I was actually writing a novel, too, which was supposed to be out by now. But what happened was that the novel was so deep. Um, and if you're, not, if you're not praying constantly while you're writing horror, you're opening the door for demons to come into your life. So oh, as man. I was writing a book. Why are you, look, man, hold on. Let me stop you right there. Why are you writing this shit? If you're going to be doing this, man, come on now. Don't do that, man. You need to stop, brother, right now. I'm going to tell you. You don't need to be doing that. If, if you, right. If you know, and you can be, if you talking about praying and shit, no, no, stop it. Stop it. Hey, that brought me to that point, you know. Because, you know, it was, a, it, was, it was attacking me in my sleep, man, you know, oh, at nighttime. Man, I had to cross over, okay. man. Oh, <laughs> oh my did goodness. You be, did you be so you can't, what, what did you have in this book that was so horrible? I mean, was it some right. demons fucking a bitch or something in the bed and she couldn't see him? And, you know, what, what was pretty, going pretty on? Pretty much. Pretty much. It was, it was real demonic, man. It was real demonic. I Oh, I said, you man. know what? I said, I'm not strong spiritually to even write this stuff, so I had to step Look, back man, a little bit. Was... I have a book out there called <laughs> Curse of the Nocturnal Seductress, and it's about a succubus. You know uh, what a succubus is? Uh, it's, do you nah, know what that is? Really. I, I know Peter Mack knows what a succubus is. A succubus is a demon <laughs> that 
comes to you, you know how you be in the bed and you sleep and you have wake and have a sleep and you try to get up and you feel something pushing you down or, or you right. trying to wake up and that's what a succubus is. They're a sex demon. They come as a female. Now the incubus is the male version of that. They will have sex with you and what usually happens at the end is, is you they, they kill you. Oh after so you know, a lot of times people have these dreams and, like, they're they trying to wake up and they can't wake up. They have sleep and they have a wake and the shit's on them. You might feel something like it's in your ass or something. You're like, what the fuck is going on? I can't stop it. But, you know, it's, it's, that, it's that damn demon that you was talking about. Did you have some of that shit happen to you? No. Uh, I'm going to bed with the cross. I'm going to bed with the cross. No, it gets to that point. So, so now you are strictly... A Christian fiction author now is what you're telling me. You're, you're leaving all nah, the other I'm, stuff alone. No, nah, I'm still, I'm still dipping. I'm still dipping some of the other stuff, but I'm gonna have like spiritual twists to it. But I'm not stepping back into horror, so I'm, I'm so I'm, you know, stone handle it. So you never but, did give us your 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 answer what Christian fiction is. So I'm assuming that at the end somebody's gonna get saved or something. Is that the, is that yeah. the premise? In the end, someone's going to get saved, yeah. Oh, God, here we go. Okay, the moral of the story is, all right. All right, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. You know, it's just not the, not the right show for this. Not the right show for this, but okay. No well, well, you know, I mean, I mean I'm going to keep it real, you know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's going to, yeah, we're going to have some, some people might get saved, and some people, I mean, it's going to show the struggle in the battle. It's going to show the struggle in the battle to, um, no, through the hardship. I mean, some people it's not always it's not always the pretty um, fence at the end of the gate all the time. So are you, you gonna know? have some priests? Always... Are you gonna do some priests that can't control yourself with your little boys and shit and having sex with them and all that? Or what? What, what are you doing, man? I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna fuck with you. No, enlighten us. <laughs> en- enlighten us. We we want to know. <laughs> I Hey man, there's some people out there can relate to, to the relations and you know stuff like that. You know, we ain't trying to make we ain't trying to make you backslide, man. I'm just saying, you know, we're just fucking with you because you don't want a sexy radio. I guess you thought you was gonna make us repent or something by coming on the show. I don't know what you thought, but uh, we hung up no, some motherfuckers that came on here talking shit. Now I'm gonna tell you, we had a girl yeah. trying to preach on here. We had to let her go. But anyway. Oh, Lord. Because I love the Lord, but there's a time and place for everything. So I want the people that's listening to understand there's a time and place for everything. And this show is not designed for you to come over here and try to get people to, to, to come over. I mean, don't use this, this forum to do that. Uh, no, I was basically just trying to get my work when I was working on that song. No problem. And, and we're glad you came and you, you, you were strong enough to come and Come fuck with Red Snack, bro. Uh-huh. Did you hear about me? Did you know about me? Because you know I was going to talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got thick skin, he, man. Peter Mack knew about me before he came. <laughs> <laughs> if I did, yeah. I'm going to say yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Well, let me ask. Uh, oh, go ahead, Red. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to ask um, Oscar Armani, playwright Armani, um, Amati, I'm sorry. Um, are you working on any plays? Are your plays Christian based? I mean, you know they are. Kinda... Nah. <laughs> he might, he might be into something else when it comes to his. Life. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure he is. Okay. <laughs> he might. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. like, are they or I have are they a, not? I have or... a, um... I have a play coming out on Christmas, like um, close to Christmas, called Christmas Mystery. Yeah, um, just give us some titles of some of your plays, and, and that, we'll, that will answer the question. 
Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I got a, I Man, got a I got little man with some shit, right? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I got a hood movie coming out called Fished Up, so that, maybe that'll you like that one. Well, tell us about the hood movie. Is, is, is the right. preacher going Is it going to be a yeah, preacher? I play, I play, I play, I play it. I play it. <laughs> no, I ain't gonna get saved with this one, man. You know, I wrote this. I wrote this like in last winter, but it should be out in January. Damn. So you know we're just fucking with you, right? We're not serious, okay? We're just messing with you. You know, don't don't get all upset, man. Oh no, I don't get in my feelings, man. I'm, you know, I'm real. <laughs> Got big skin. But um, yeah, I play a, a drug lord in this movie here. So it's called Fish Step. It's basically about um, pretty much people who were like, I play a drug lord, and you know, I was a shiesty drug lord at that. You know, um, I was pretty much stealing, stealing the coke and stealing money, you know, off the top or whatever. And then it got caught, they caught up with me, and then people realized I was the one that's scheming them, and they came back to try to kill me. You know what would what, what turn me on with your shit if you was to do this? To have a pimp ass goddamn preacher, because they pimps anyway. They had that motherfucker yeah, just yeah. fucking all the bitches and doing all kinds of shit in church. And, and, you know, just, you know, that kind of stuff, man. If you would have something like that, man, like Reverend, call him Reverend Peanut or some shit. He fucking was just a cucumber. And you, know, and he you got, can uh, do your, and you can do your homework. Right. <laughs> you can do your homework with, with Bishop Don Magic Exactly. And you can have him where he's scooped up and then he try to get himself right, but he can't get out of the game because the game's too hard to be calling him and shit. You know, something like yeah. that, man. Right. <laughs> but no, no, I, I ain't gonna, you can't do that. I'll write that, though. I'll go ahead. Or oh, even Peter can write that shit. Me and him can write it together. Fuck it. <laughs> I don't want you to get messed up. You trying to be right, you know what I'm saying? I don't want you to get messed up now. That's all right. Right, be fighting in your sleep, you know? Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> what it is, it's not really demons. It's, it's them, them characters you created that's coming to you in your sleep telling you, what they need you to do, because my characters come to me all the time, be talking to me. So y'all can call me crazy if you want to, but they be letting me. They be, they be trying to tell me how they wanna, how they wanna come out and what they wanna do, and I gotta tell them, no, I ain't gonna let you do that. I want you to do this. You gotta negotiate with your characters. That's what I do. Yeah, you gotta tell them, no, nah, bitch, you ain't doing this shit. I want you to do this. You know, that's just what it is. Peter, you have that issue with your characters. Uh, that that they talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes, yeah, my my story takes a different turn. If that like two thirds the way through, they you know, it, I don't know if they're talking to me, but it just stuff just happens, man. And you thought you had the best the best way to go, but the story takes its own turn and proves to be a little bit better. Exactly. And they'd be like, look, Peter, I told you, man. Yeah, right, right, right. Your story is okay, but hey, it's like that, that ain't what I want to do. That ain't my character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's my motive? Exactly. You remember, exactly. you remember the commercial? You say, what's my motivation? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But I, I, I'm glad you came on the show, my brother. Uh, and uh, you got some plays, you said. Are they already written and ready to go? Or are they? Are you getting ready to get them out in production or what? I'm talking to uh, um, what's Mr. Armani. Is that his name? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they are. They are already written, and I'm. And I'm, I'm pretty much. Um, we put them. We put them together now, so it should be available. I have it available. Um, I'd say about December twentieth. So uh, are you going to try to go in production? Or are you? Are you? Are these books that you're going to have people reading? 
<laughs> no, we were going to production. <laughs> okay. Because I'm like, I'm I'm not, I'm just wondering this shit. But I'm telling you, you do, you do this damn bishop and have that bishop out there. I'm telling you, you write something like that. <laughs> you can get down one of them and they'll play it, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, they will. Green for the honeys. Green for the money and gold for the honeys. I'm gold for the honeys. <laughs> So I created, I created something called, uh, it's called, like, Digital Plays. So we're going to have it, um, I'm going to have it performed at a big theater, and I'm going to have it, like, um, I'm going to do, like, little play series, you know. It's going to be, like, Digital Plays where you can, like, look on demand and you can order it. Okay. So are you going to have it with, uh, are you going to have it at the uh, National Baptist Convention or something like that, or are you going to do it at the, uh, at the, uh, uh, National Kojic Convention or something? I mean, you know. <laughs> the Apostolic, uh, Anonymous, uh, PAW or something? Okay. Now, Peter, on the other hand, tell us what you're going to do with yours, because I know you got some movies coming out of yours. I know. I don't know, man. I'm all about just trying to build a, build a situation where I can, I can do, the Tyler, do my own little Tyler Perry and, and work it from the ground up. So um, I'm a hustler at heart. So I'm gonna get all the money together myself, do it myself, and and you know my reward comes from from doing it and seeing people enjoy it. And if you do it right and you do it with your heart, the rest you gonna, gonna you gonna fall you in get place. Yeah, it's just gonna fall in place, man. You're so, right, man. And just let me know when you're ready so I can be involved some kind of way. Yeah, and, uh, for I want sure, you to check out sure. some, check out some of them red snapper books, man, and see what you think about them. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, some awesome books. Not because I wrote them, but I mean, it's just some crazy shit that I wrote. I look back sometimes, and I'm like, damn, did I write this? Is it on Kindle? <laughs> because <laughs> it fucks you up. I mean, it's like, damn. Where yeah, was I just, what was that thinking? Yeah. This shit is crazy. Hey, Trey. Yeah. Trey, I just went to your page and, and checked out some of your pics and everything. I need to oh. make sure that you keep that blue lipstick. We gonna need that. <laughs> hey, you, you, hey, let me ask you this, Mac. Did you see the did you see the perfect did you see the perfect braces and shit look like diamonds on her teeth? Nah. I, uh, I'm like, what the nah, fuck is this shit? These are supposed to be braces? Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Oh my god. You know what? That blue lipstick just came this morning. I went to work and everybody was like, Oh my god, that looks amazing. First time well, I, I got. Door, let me go so. look at this. This amazingly face. Uh, a blue goddamn lipstick. What the hell? Let me go see what this is about. Okay. Uh, keep talking. Oh my God, that's hilarious. That's the first thing that stands out is the blue lipstick. I, I, oh yeah, for sure. I see that big ass diamond nice. ring you want though. I don't know if that, you know, yeah. She ain't married, brother. Don't worry about it. She ain't married. No, no. She said one day. Uh The caption say one day. One day. Yeah, one day. That ring is going to be mine. Some man is going to find me worthy enough to buy me that that ring. So so what? You might. Wait a minute, Trey. Trey, wait wait, wait. wait a minute. I know we're getting off the key here because the listeners want to hear about the books and stuff, but I got to ask this question. What's up with this red lipstick with the damn hat and shit? Oh yeah, that was she... in New York a year ago. That's how I was in Damn. Anyway, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. I see the pink, li- I see the pink lipstick and shit. I see the purple and blue. All right, let's get back to to what we're supposed to be doing here on the show. Uh, so you know, uh, 
my man, Mr. Mack, and we got my man over here. I, I think that's good to, to have the different genres. And I'm glad that people that come on the show and they know they're coming here and they know what they're, what they're getting themselves into, you got to read up on me because I talk shit. Now, if you fucked up, I'm going to let you know you are, and, and that's just the way I am. And if, if it's right. good, I'm going to tell you you're good to go, and that's what we do. I've been doing this show for almost 12 years now. Well, no, eight years, nine years. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. nine years. So Word Sexy Radio has been around. The title should tell you something. You know, a lot of people get confused. They think, oh, I'm going to go on that show, and I'm going to talk about children's books. Word Sexy Radio is not about children's books. Don't come on here talking shit about some damn children's books. Or, you know, like, you know, sometimes, you know, Christians, sometimes they get, you know, and, and this guy's got a sense of humor. I'm glad you do, my brother, because, you know, we, we're, not, we're not taking you and dogging you out because of, of, of what you believe and all that. But the thing is, is, uh, uh, you know, when you come here, you got to be ready to take what's going to be thrown at you. But if you come here talking crap, then, I mean, you know, we're going to bring it. Like that girl, she came on here, she started talking about how she was called to do all this and everything, and then she kindly was click, click, gone, and the show just didn't continue. But, uh, you know, I don't mind you having testimonies and all that, but don't make the whole show all about I'm, 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 I'm preaching now and all that. So. <laughs> right. 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 You know, so, so that's just my thing. But anyway, uh, you know, I wish you both well, and, this, of course, the show is not over. Uh, and, and I know we're going to have a question from Trey because she does it every week where there's a, a relationship question or something that comes up that we discuss, and we want to get into that. But let's see, how long have we been talking, Trey? Have we, have we talked an hour already? And we did that you know yeah. what? You know what? We're almost there. Yeah. yeah. In about four minutes, she's going to bring us a question, gentlemen, and you are welcome to stay. And it's going to be a relationship-type question, usually why does niggas be fucking women over or something like that. And then we will, uh, we will attempt to answer the questions and hopefully get uh, participation by some of those that are listening and, and you know, just so we can talk about some, some different things and, uh, you know, long-distance relationships or whatever the, the, whatever the question she has for tonight. We talked about transgender and all that. We, we talked about everything. So it's just whatever uh, you feel that she has for us this evening. So, uh, but, Trey, if you want, you can go ahead and kind of build up to that. But before we do that, let's give each guy a chance to say how to get there, and you're going to do it again before you get off the show, uh, where they will get your books, if they want to get you for a book sign and everything, how they can contact you. So we'll start with you, Peter Mack, and then we'll give it to you, uh, my brother, the uh, Christian guy. Oh, man, the best way to contact me, you know, uh, it'll be kind of hard for you to sign my books. I'm locked up. So the best way to contact me is just hit me on my Facebook, Peter Mack, um, inbox me, and, uh, you know, all my books are on Amazon, paperback or Kindle. Uh, Licks is my last book. I mean, Licks, Licks will be out next week. Filthy. Licks. Uh, Licks. I like that. Licks, man. Licks, <laughs> man. You everything. Ass, uh, yeah. ass, whatever, right? Okay, okay. Well, yeah. The, yeah. The thing about Licks, yeah, the thing about Licks is it, it's three books in one. So each book is a different theme, but it's the same book. Uh, so... So we looking ass in one book. We looking. We looking. Oh man, we got we got a transgender. We got a transgender character up in there. We got a thug on the down low up in there. We got a couple gangsters up in there. We got you know, it, it, it's just sweet, man. It's you know, it's one of those books that that you're gonna come to that you want to put on your shelf and and read again. All right. Well, we we appreciate that. Now, Mister, uh, what's yeah. the name? Amani. Mister Amani. Yeah. Uh, Kind of give uh, now. Is your books out already? Or are you just inspiring and gotten haven't gotten nothing out yet? 
Uh, I got six books out and two documentaries. Okay, well, goddamn, man, you ain't even talked about your books, did you? You just talking about your... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you were telling us about Why you always so tough, man? What's the book? They all gospel and shit? Or what, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> the God of Luke and shit? What, what, what do you got, man? Nah, 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 man, nah. I got a book on bullying called the E36 Street Bully. Um, you find that on Amazon. I have another book called The Woman's Revenge. Uh, I'm having a horror story called Paduma. <laughs> I have a, uh, another one called the, the Playbook of a Baller's Wife. Um, that's on Amazon. That's a hot one there. Um, hit number twelve on the bestsellers. Like an eight. All right. All right. And, um, so when you, when you have, do write about demons, you write good, huh? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> those were about those was like the urban fiction right there, you know. Okay. Okay. Um. I have a, I have a documentary called um, Drug Addiction. It's about drug addictions. It's on Amazon. Um, that's under Lamont Wheeler. And I have another um, documentary called The Justice System Within. It's about the justice system. So that's also on Amazon. So I have books under two names. I have um, Lamont Wheeler. I have the five. I have the five books and two documentaries under Lamont Wheeler. And under Amati, I have. Um, the playbook of a baller's wife and a horror audio book called Suzy. Man, you're hustling, man. You're hustling, man. You got a nice little repertoire, man. I'm happy to hear about he, he that. Does. He does. He does. Oh, thanks, he does. Bro. Thanks. He does. You're that, hustling, that, man. I, I'm gonna have to check him thanks, out and, and see, what he, yeah. see why he ran from from uh, the the demons and shit. And, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was yeah, that, was, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I can be reached at um on my Facebook at play playwright author of mine. All right. Playwright author. Who's breathing? Who's breathing hard? Is that you? That ain't you, is it? Nah. Okay, well, somebody was getting hot there for a second. Okay, all right, so we'll um, <laughs> we'll get into the question here. Uh, usually I play a song in between, but this is new talk shoe because we used to be on Blog Talk, and I had everything set up with the with the uh, with the uh, uh, you know billboard there. But uh, now that I'm on this show, I'm trying to get some things redone and revamped. But uh, we're here now and we're doing it. So uh, Trey, without further ado, give us a question. Okay, so my question this evening is, if you are in a relationship, do you feel that it's appropriate to have sex with that individual every day, whether they're in the mood or they're not? Oh, you want me to say first? Let's just start with you, Peter. Go ahead. Oh, man, you can't, you know, the best way to kill a relationship is to have a schedule. You know, and, you know, the best the best relationship is one of chemistry and mutual understanding and respect. So if she's not in the mood, you know, as a man, I'm, you know, I'm going to check and see what's going on with her. Is it is it her or is it, you know, or is it me or is it us? So, nah, um, and the simple question is, if she ain't in the mood, nah, it's not appropriate. Um, and, and you shouldn't want it if she ain't in the mood because the best sex is the voluntary sex. You know, I want to, you know, if if she need a massage, I'm going to give her a massage to make sure she want to give it to me. You know, uh, so, yeah, nah, the simple question, simple answer to that is nah. Okay. Because some people, you know, just talking to different individuals and listening to different conversations, I find that, you know, there is one person in the relationship that wants to have sex all the time. And right. not not more so the other person doesn't mind doing it. It's just like, why do we have to have sex all the time? 
And well, yeah. that becomes yeah. a concern because if I'm not filling your needs, then uh-huh. that might force you to go elsewhere. So do well, I say yes because that's what you want, or do I stand against what, I mean, or do I stand thing. in what yeah. I believe in? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know if it, I don't I, know if it has everything to do. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, what well, I was going to say was I, I agree with what you said, Peter, but then there's also uh, a point of where she was going with. Now, you can't be worried. If your relationship is tight, then it shouldn't be based on just sex anyway. But the thing is, right. is uh, I was always told that you, you, you have to satisfy your mate even if you don't want to do it. But the thing is, is you got to also have respect for your mate if they're not feeling Absolutely. it. you got to be able to understand Absolutely. that. Now, if you want to be selfish and fuck all the time, even though she don't want to fuck, she might be hurting or something. You know, that's, that's just being selfish. That don't even make sense yeah. to me. Yeah. You just need to, you got to be able to say, okay, she's not feeling good, okay? So yeah. I'm going right. to let her go, let her relax. And when she's ready, she'll, she'll let me know. And just be, be, be that way and be not worried about, I'm going to go out and get something somewhere. If your shit is that weak that you can't wait on your mate and you got to go fuck something else, then you was not really into your mate anyway. Absolutely. Well, yeah, there's a whole there's a whole host of variables because I come from a large family of of uh, polyamory, and um, you know, you know, and and, and the, 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 the teaching is that we as humans and and, and most of the animal kingdom we're not geared to be with one person. That's a Western culture uh, phenomenon um, to try to get us to believe that we are satisfied with one person. And you know, if you open up your minds a little bit. Um, polyamory is, is satisfactory in its approach if it's it's executed right. But on on the other hand, as far as, you know, if you're going to be in a monogamous relationship, um, you should be well versed in who that person is before you start shacking up and, 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 and being married and, and doing all that other stuff. You need to know about the other person's sexual proclivity as it were. Exactly, you know, yeah. Yeah, is this dude a, a, a cock hound? Do he need it every day? Like, do I really, you know, uh-huh. is he always looking at my breast when we go out to dinner before we even have sex? Like, you need to know who you're dealing with. Uh-huh. And, that, and I think that just gets lost, you know. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, You know, and, 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 and I it comes, yeah. it comes with maturity, too, because right. a, lot, a lot of times, you know, you can be that way. Like, I, I get tired of hearing men say that when they dick it hard, they got to do something with the motherfucker. Right, right, I get tired of hearing right. that shit. Because that's, that's just being immature. Like the dick right. has its own mind, and it doesn't. You don't right. have to fuck just because your dick's hard. But motherfuckers right. will tell themselves that shit because they, they tell me they have no control. Well, if you ain't got no control, then you, 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 you're, something's wrong with you. But it also comes with maturity because you can say, okay, look, damn, I'm hard. You know, I can't do nothing now. What if she's on a period? What that means you got to go fuck something else because she's on a period? Or you uh, got to jack off because you can't wait? Damn, man. Yeah, that's just catering to your lower nature. Yeah, you know. But let me, show, so you, let me share something with you. Let me share something with you real quick. I know we need to get the brother on, but let me share something with you. I saw a, a documentary about this, this housewife, and, um, you know, she she had a lot of friends who were also housewives, and everybody was kind of complaining about the state of their marriage. And you know, some of the some of the housewives brought up what you were saying about how the husband wanted it. She wasn't in the mood. She was cooking, right. cleaning all day, and she just wasn't in the mood. She didn't feel it the way he felt it. Um, and 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 there was a few of them that just didn't like it no more. You know, they didn't like the whole process. They didn't like the smell. They didn't like the touch. They didn't like the afterwards, and, and none of that. Um, so, but this particular woman, but this particular woman, she decided, you know what, I want my marriage to work. 
and I'm going to treat in a wife as my job. I'm going to get up before he gets up. No longer am I going to wait for him to leave or just get up in a, in a frilly robe with rollers in my hair. I'm going to get up and be on because he's going to work and getting the money. So I'm going to get up, be cute, and I'm going to make dinner. And she called it sending him off. She made breakfast for the kids, made sure the kids treated the, the daddy nice. She sent him off with a hug and a kiss and said, have a great day. And before he got, you know, and, and then she rested. And But before he got home, she cooked the appetizer for him, put something in his mouth when he hit the dough, greeted him really nice, looked cute all the time, and had sex. She said it. I didn't feel like having sex every time, but she did it because she knew that's what he wanted. She was the housewife. It improved her marriage. And then she uh-huh. took this on the road and start offering this advice to otherwise. You got to be on for your husband is what she preached. You might not like uh-huh. it, but this is your role in this in this relationship. Right. And the men, they stayed out less. They came home happy, gave her anything she wanted. She shopped more, even you know, if she if she wanted to, but it changed the whole dynamic of the marriage based on the wife's uh-huh. approach to how she should act in this marriage. And this and is you what I always what? preach. You know I'm gonna let my man get on in a few minutes. But this is what I always preach. Make it about your mate. It doesn't mean you're kissing right. her ass. It's it's what you're doing is you're letting it letting them see that it's about them. And I'm talking about in the bedroom. Take uh-huh. your damn time. All these men always right. want to rush and think they dick is everything and pound some shit, and it ain't even about that all the time. Sometimes they want that, but not all the time. You got to take uh-huh. your damn time with this woman and get her there. Which means right. three days prior, you should have been talking to her, and she should be aroused with you, with your mind, before she before her body gets there. So go ahead. Right. I know you got something to say. Hey, you know uh, what? Money. Go ahead. Sometimes, sometimes you got to, uh, what's that, as man, we got to look at our woman and we got to figure out what, what's wrong. Because sometimes, you know, women, so we got to spice things up by like, you know what, let me try something different this time. Let me do, let's do a little rotor plan or something like that. You know what I mean? Do a little rose mm-hmm. in, like she come in the house, had like the blue light on, and had like rose petals tracing from the door to the bedroom, and you know what I mean. Try something different to spice it up. Now, if none of that shit works, then I can, yeah, okay, we can go ahead and do mm-hmm. something. Something ain't right, you know what I mean? Because basically, mm-hmm. they just get tired, and you know you've got to do something different. But if you go home and it ain't no passion in the sex, hey, baby, just lay down and just do this. You know, just like okay, what the what the fuck? Ain't no passion in it. Now my response to that being a woman, you know, outside of uh, out of you guys, that you know, having to have sex with the person I'm in a relationship with every day, if that's what they wanted, I would not mind doing it. With the exception of, oh, I have a headache or I had a long day at work, I would definitely do it. However, if you require that of me. Then in return, as Red said, you need to make it about me. You have to let right. me know this is why I should do it. You know, um, you know, nice. I mean, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I like nice things. So I'm gonna say some nice gifts, some nice dinners, and you know, some wonderful conversations, some nice little weekend getaways. You need to let me know that what you're doing for me is appreciating me, and this is the way that I need to show you in return. I personally don't have a problem with it, but I'm not going to have sex with you every day or when you want it if I'm getting treated like shit, bottom line, flat out. And, and, that's, 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 and that's right. You shouldn't. You, you know, shouldn't give him shit uh-uh. if he ain't treating you right. And And it's the same thing because if you want – that's why I said make it about her because if you're doing the right things by making it about her, she's going to make it about you. 
Absolutely. She's going to make it about you. You know, you make I get tired of these, these men thinking, okay, I'm kissing her ass because I'm cooking, I'm doing this, I'm baking. Mm-hmm. I bake, I cook, I do all that shit. Right. You know, and I take care of her in the bed. I make sure that she's satisfied because I want it to be about mm-hmm. her before I, and a lot of times I don't have to get a nut. I want her to get hers because I want to make sure right. she's getting more her nuts or whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And and that's what you have to do. A lot of people don't want to do that because mm-hmm. they think they're kissing their ass or they'll get used or whatever they think or what they what their boys mm-hmm. are telling them. And, and it just fucks right. them up. That's why you got to keep people out of your damn relationship. Right. And you can't just think that as a woman, um, being in a relationship, and if you're not doing your part, like, I don't know, sending me flowers once a year or, you know, demanding all this stuff from me and not willing to, you know, put forth the effort to make me feel the way that I should feel or want to feel, then I shouldn't accommodate you. I should come home and do what I want to do and get in my bed and go to sleep. But if you're sending me flowers, you know, just little I love you's here and there and showing me a Just because. And, and, yeah, just because. Just because it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, you know. You know what I'm saying? When I hit well, that door and you say, hey, okay, come on, let's get it. I mean, that's how it works. You can't just not invest and think that your investment is supposed to work for you. You have to invest in order to get something out of it. Well, my thing is, is if I want to have sex with my woman on Friday, I should have been talking to her today. And it don't have to be sexual stuff. You just have to intrigue her mind to where her body is going to be ready for you. And Absolutely. What you, and, and the way you do that is you just, you just you, you satisfy her needs. Sometimes it might be just... It might be cooking, or it might be just, uh, uh, you know, just picking up something, you know, without her asking you to do it or something. Those things drive women. See, men need to understand that it's not the same thing that gets them sexually hot that it does a man. A man can look at something. It's all visual. You know, he can look at some shit, and, and he's ready to fuck. But a woman is feeling. So a lot of things, you know, you can just, you might say something that uh, that's smart, and, and she gets intrigued by it and makes her want to do you versus, what a guy, you know, what a guy, he can see some titties and he's ready, you know. But, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and it's not all, it's, it's more feeling with women. I mean, it's, I'm not saying that they can't see something and they want you when they see you. But the thing is, is all it takes is one little wrong thing to say and, you, and you've turned her off. So you have to make sure that you, you're, you're talking right and you're doing the right things and not, and not make it seem like you're doing it just because you want some sex. Do it because you really care about it, you know, because women right. don't. They're not stupid, okay. And uh, just like I tell a lot of guys. When you meet somebody in the club or wherever you meet them at, they know if they're going to fuck you when they meet you. Women do. It's how you get to mm-hmm. that point, that, that intrigues Absolutely. So, so, you know, these guys just need to slow down and stop thinking that they can pound some shit and, and, and they're going to be the best, best thing. It ain't all about a big dick all the time. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that because I don't have one. I'm just saying you got to know what to do. You know, you got to be right. able to talk to this woman and get her intrigued. And I know Peter knows this and I know my man knows this. You you have to be able to talk to her and make her want you. And the way you do that is, and I'm sure it's just the way you talk to them. Sometimes they want you to talk dirty. Sometimes they don't. It just depends. But you got to be right. able to get, intrigue her mind so that she wants her mind, her body will follow that. Am I right, Peter? Oh, man. It, you know, it just comes down to just caring, man. I mean, if you care and you're genuine, you ain't even got to script it. There you go. I, you know, I hit Trey with some appreciative notes. And she responded in time. And, uh, you know, and it's only because it yeah, was you, genuine. You did hit her. You hit, you hit her with the blue lipstick and, 
and all that. Nah, nah, this was previous. Like, Trey know what I'm talking about, but he yeah, wasn't interested. It wasn't because I was looking for something, but it was because I truly appreciated where she was coming from and what she was doing and, you know, and, and just meeting her spirit. So, you know, and that's just what it come down to. Like, I, you know, I, I have a healthy relationship with women because I have a lot of women in my family. And, um, you know, with the tits and the ass comes the water. It's the wisdom and it's the motion. So as a man, it's our responsibility to be able to cradle that emotion. And uh, mm-hmm. and, and that just comes from being in tune with them and caring about them and, and knowing where they're coming from. You know, they the earth. So we've got to continue to put water on them and sunlight and, in, in, you know, in, in rotation. You know, so um, that's just where it got to come from, man. If you with somebody that you ain't caring about, that you ain't trying to see happy, then you need to, you know, you need, she need to be powerful enough to get on. You know, mm-hmm. you got to set your standards. You got to teach people how to treat you by setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. And it's not an instruction. It's not like a, it's not like a washing machine where it got instructions. You have to set those boundaries. You have to decide what you're willing to accept. Exactly. And, 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 and if you, yeah, and if you come, and if yeah, and if he cares about you, he's gonna ride. That's why I'm by myself because that's that same thing, you know. You guys just had the game messed up, right. and it shouldn't be a game. That's the problem. Everybody wants right. to be right. It shouldn't even be a game. If you serious, like my man said, and you come in generally to that person, you know. Mm-hmm. Then if they should be able to, to peep that it's real, then they should be able to handle that. But a lot of times, people are so into the game so much, they think that's a game. And they, right. and they don't know how to handle somebody that's coming to them with, 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 genuine, with a genuine mind and seriously trying to right. be with them. They think you trying mm-hmm. a game or so. What's wrong with this motherfucker? Something wrong with him. Right. I, had a, you know, yeah, I had a situation. I had a situation like that where I was up front with this female. Like I was real with her about who I was, what I was about, and what I expected. And she was in a relationship where she had this dude who was playing her out of money every time he she had he had her pay for the momo. He was a fuck buddy. And I said, you know what? I've been real with you from day one, and you don't believe me. But you know this dude is lying to you, and you can't shake him. I said, you know what you need to do? This is not for me. I like you. But you know what? You need to be happy with being by yourself to get yourself worth Absolutely. Working. You know, get yourself, get yourself worth up, mommy. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're doing, just do. mm-hmm. like animals can can feel and can sense. You're attracting mm-hmm. the kind of man that can sense your vulnerability and your need to please. You need yeah. to get yeah. off that. And see, the problem now, with I, that is, is this. Let me tell you this real quick, Shrey. The, the problem okay. what I see with that is this. They are so used to being told, and they got people in their they damn business, that's telling them that if he ain't doing these things, that he don't love them. Now, if he's too good, it's got to be something too good to be true about it right. that you're going to get hurt. That's the problem. Uh-huh. They're looking at what right. society is telling them and what they see on TV and love and hip-hop mm-hmm. and all this. That's what they think it is, and it ain't mm-hmm. even about that. Right. So that when now, the real genuine thing comes to them, they don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say this. Um, I had a situation where I was actually liking someone. I, obviously, I'm not liking them anymore. Um, the person was really, seemed to be pretty genuine. But at the end, it was being genuine because he wanted something. Um, it was never a let's go out and have dinner, let's go out and have drinks, let's just spend some one-on-one time together. And what it all boiled down to at the end of the day is Netflix and smash. chill. Netflix he wants and chill. Right. <laughs> so he even, he even asked me on three separate occasions, like, yo, when, when, when you going to let me hit it? And I'm like, what? Wow. 
Turn wow. a turn off. And like right now, he's sitting somewhere with his face cracked because I'm like, I'm not that kind of girl. Like, I'm not showing you in any kind of way that I have low self-esteem, that I'm desperate. And you just keep coming at me like you don't have to court me or date me, but I'm just supposed to have sex with you. And then you ask me, you're 44 years old asking me, when you going to let me smash? Are we going to have sex? Really? Really? Now, I might have been a little bit more willing to, to work with him if he was willing to invest, but he wasn't trying to invest in me. So now... He is where he is. But you cannot ask a grown, mature, sophisticated woman when you want, when you when we gonna have sex. You don't do that. Yeah, well that's your first clue. When you first you know, people tell us who they are, all you gotta do is listen to them. And the first yeah. time it make your face frown up, that's when you hit. Because you can't teach somebody how to be different. You can't teach Absolutely. somebody how to be who you need them to be. You gotta listen to those first clues, those first signs and yeah, the real like both you know, are there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. shake the spot. Don't yeah. waste your time. A grown, sophisticated woman, you see that right but, off. A lot right, of times people, people see the flags and they ignore the flags because they intrigue right. with the person more than the flags. They see right. it in the beginning. Right. And a lot of times right. they be like, well, damn, maybe it's just me. No, you seeing the shit, you just want to keep going because you want to you you give with that person. And right. then you find out right. after a couple of times you didn't been with them, gave him some pussy or fucked them, you know, whatever. And now mm-hmm. you see the flags in more, and you're like, okay, I already got the satisfaction now, or whatever you thought you was getting from it. Now you want to right. start trying to correct this shit. It's too late. Right. Mm-hmm. And see, right. my attitude with that was is that if he would have taken the time to make it about me, then maybe things could have went into a different direction. But you're too busy trying to make it about you. And you scoring with me, and you're not wanting to build or invest in me. You just, as Red says all the time, you want a microwave relationship, a popcorn relationship. You just want to hit and be able to hit it whenever you want to and not put in the work, not put in the time, not put in the investments that need to be made in order to start a relationship. And that's just horrible because with this topic being what it is this evening, I mean, it's still guys out there that think like that. But I promise everything you can that takes the that takes the passion out of it because sex is is supposed to be mysterious. It's supposed to be like when you want to sex when you want to sex it when it happens unexpectedly and the passion's in it. That's when it's the best. You know, the guy say, "Hey, let's fuck." That just be like a it's nothing. That's all it's gonna be. It's fuck. You know, it's not gonna be nothing real because it's real when it's mysterious. Like when it's like when right. expected unexpected. That's when it's real and it blows your mind. But you'll never mm-hmm. get nowhere. This. Hey, baby, let's have sex. Like, that's crazy. Right. Well, yeah, he actually said that to me not once, not twice, but on three separate occasions. And I guess at some point I was just supposed to say, okay, and it was just supposed to go down. So, I mean, I'm all about a man that wants to invest. As you guys all agree, he needs to make it about me. He doesn't make it about me. He doesn't deserve my time. But that's why you know that's why I re- that's why I respect people that will put everything on the table in the beginning, which is not not often. It's rare, 
But a lot of times when somebody comes to you, and when I was out there, I used to try to do this all the time. I would just come to you straight. If I thought it was just going to be a sexual thing, at least I would put it all on the table and, and let you make a decision. A lot of times people don't let you make a decision because they, they they fool you into thinking it's going to be something, and then they get what they want, and then after that you find out they weren't really there, and that's what terminates or makes you upset and makes you want to fight and makes you want to tear the windows out of their car and all this, like a lot of people be talking about in these, these you know movies or whatever. But the thing is, is if you would just put it on the table, you'd be surprised. That person might be feeling the same way and might just want to be that way as well. But you don't no. know because you ain't giving it a shot. And if, if it's somebody like Trey that don't want to be that way, then you find out in the beginning you don't have to waste their time and you don't have to waste yours. You know, yeah, you lose out and not get what you want, but sometimes if you come straight up, at least the person might respect you better and say, you know something, at least they did tell me I might go ahead and do this even though because I, I know what I'm getting into. But when you don't know when you're getting into something and you've lied all this time and you try to make like you care about somebody and you really don't, and that person finds out you was just playing with them or that you was married and all this and all, and, you know, they didn't do their homework and find out really what you was about because you covered it well, then that's what ends up, that's what makes people want to get you. It's not that they gave it to you. They just upset because you didn't tell them the truth. And that's what gets right. them to try to go after you, tear the windows out of your window, out of your car or whatever, try to get you back because you wasn't true. So I respect somebody to come to me and say, when I was out there, well, you know, I just want to just, just tonight. I don't even want to, you know, really get into nothing or whatever. And, you know, that's respectful. And then you have a choice to make. Either you're going to do it or you don't. But when you don't do that in the beginning, the person doesn't have a choice. You forced them into something that they wouldn't wanted to be in, and that's what's wrong. So, mm. Well, I think yeah. I wouldn't have even felt so bad about him saying that if he would have, I don't know, took me to dinner, sent me flowers, I don't know, quit standing yeah, me but, up. But, that mean he cares. but see, that doesn't mean he cares about you because he did that, though. Sometimes people no, would do no, that, no, would spend the money. Even if, even if he was trying to do that to even get me to that point, he didn't even do that. He That's just said, let's fuck. He was a sorry motherfucker. Yeah, he just said, let's fuck. Right. I, you know, I, I was. But see, you, yeah. at least he gave you the opportunity to make a decision. Sometimes motherfuckers don't do that. Yeah. You were able to make a decision. You chose not to let him have none. He could have no. had you, like the other way that you were talking about, taking you out, making you think that he cared about you and shit, got the pussy, and then you find out the motherfucker's married. That's you know, when you gonna did to me one time. A woman did to me this one time. She, um, her name was, uh, she was a graduate student. She, she had a uh, master's degree and everything. We, it was a while ago, but she was living in Sacramento and I was living in L.A. And um, I liked her a lot. And we, you know, she was the first woman that ever sent me roses. And uh, so we went to the Black Expo, came to my house. She used to come down to L.A. and spend the night at my house over the weekend or whatever. But that first weekend or that second weekend we was together. She came in the house, and I wanted some pussy before she went back to Sacramento. And, you know, I was like, so what's up? You going to spend a night or what? She's like, you know what? Let's go back to the house right now. And she just pulled off her clothes and said, let's do it. And I, and I was stuck. Like, what? Just like that? <laughs> yeah? I got to work for it. <laughs> she said, yeah, we just going to get this out the way so we can get to the good part. And I was like, wow. And, you know, and that was the most. And we were cool after that. Like, I, I never had somebody just devalue sex in that way. But it wasn't nothing wrong with it. Actually, it was, actually it was right. sexy the way she did it. Because she did, she did keep a relationship with you afterwards. Now, she could have been yeah, like yeah. like, like, Mark, like uh, Robin Gibbons did, my boy in Boomerang. 
just fuck like dudes do. She reversed it on his ass. <laughs> I'm going to get some dick and, 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 and he's sitting in the bed talking about, call me. You know, that shit was, I love that movie. Classic 90s, yeah, 90s yeah. movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's you the know, trait, though. Like, when you devalue the act, it limits the power of man. You know what I mean? Like, whatever he got playing, it throws that out the window. And, and then he came to work. All of them was laughing at his ass and shit when he came to work the next day because they knew that she got his ass. It was a reversal. And, and, and that's what was classic about Boomerang. You know, he was the guy. He found a female version of himself. And, and he he didn't know how to handle that. Right. He was being the one that was doing him in, you know. And he fell for her ass because she wanted to, because she was fucking him around. But then he and had something that was really back. genuine right there, Holly Berry, who was really genuine, wanted to be with him. And he had to realize that she was just to fuck this other one. But that the right. other one was really for him. And even though she belonged to somebody else, the other guy wanted her. He took her from him, which was wrong. But she didn't really want to be with that guy anyway. So, you know, I, at least, like I said, at least it was a classic thing that the girl came to you and she took off her clothes and she let you have it because she, she, that's what she wanted. It wasn't like you forced her. So she just said, let's go and get this out the way so we can get to the good part. Let's go and get the sex out the way. The good part is y'all had a relationship afterwards. Y'all right, going. Right. She could have just left it alone. Y'all could have just fucked that weekend. That would have been it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she didn't do that. So, so yeah. yeah. She was smart, though. She was like, you know, she just devalued the whole process. Because, you know, like you said, women won't know what they want in the beginning. So let's not, let's not play the game. Let me give you this right now so we don't waste each other's time after this. Like, if you still want me after I give you this, you know, we can be cool. But if not, bounce. But this is my decision. I want some. I'm going to give you some. I decided that already. So I'm not going to waste your time trying to pursue me and me play coy and act like you got to wait. I'm going to go on and get this to you. And I think that was awesome what she did. Yeah. That was her character, and that's what she did. Now, Trey is not that type of person, but what I'm saying is, you know, you know, but Trey, guess what? There's nothing wrong with her. She's not a hoe. I consider her a hoe for doing that. I consider her her being a woman who knows what she wants, just like you know what you want. You're a woman that knows what you want. You don't want to be in that kind of thing. You want to be in a relationship. So you got to find somebody that wants the same thing you do. And a lot of it depends on who you're doing it with, who you're doing it to. You know, you the best judge of character. You know, you know a stand-up South guy like Peter Mike when you see one. And you can tell, too. You see the flags. People see the flags, man. You know if that motherfucker ain't shit, but you go ahead on and do it anyway. Just like you told us, and I ain't going to bring that up tonight, about your marriage and stuff. You knew in that situation, but you went on and did it anyway. So now it's the same thing now. You just have to decide, do I want to fuck with this nigga or not? If he ain't, you see see it was there. That was a no-brainer. That was a no-brainer. I have much more respect for myself than that. So that was a no-brainer. That was the automatic, oh, we don't need to talk anymore. Let me give you an example. Um, I got a friend of mine. She, uh, you know, She's a really, really good friend. And as a matter of fact, we used to mess around back in the day. But we talk often, and she was telling me that um, you know, she's out there dating. and She's in L.A. She's dating. And um, you know, there's so many men out there with games, multiple levels right. of games. So she says um, she met this one dude, and, um, you know, they had made plans to meet, and she wanted to meet in a public place. So she said, well, I'll text you the place where we're going to meet. So she didn't even get dressed until she until she heard from him. So she never heard from him, um, went out and got her something to eat, and he called her about maybe 8.30 that night. They were supposed to meet at about 7. 
He called about eight thirty, nine o'clock that night and said, oh, man, I was at my cousin's house. My phone died, and um, I'm going to go home. And she was like, and it was a text, and she didn't even respond to the text because she felt like, first of all, it don't even matter if it's true or not that your phone died at your cousin's house because if it did die, you're sorry. Like, who lets their phone die at your cousin's house? And second of all, he said he's going to go ahead on and go home at 9 o'clock. It doesn't even matter why you're going home. If you got a girlfriend there, who goes home at 9 o'clock supposed to meet me for dinner? She didn't entertain right. none of that. She didn't right. entertain none of that. But because those, those it didn't sound right, because it didn't sound right, she didn't even respond. She said she shot a dude again, didn't say a word. He didn't say a word. She didn't even entertain it. She didn't want to hear the excuse. Because it's the flag that ain't worth waving. You feel me? There you go. You feel me? Yeah. So but she avoids but... months and months of more lies, more sophisticated lies, more excuses. So you got to learn to cut that off right when you see it at the begin and save yourself some time. There you go. Absolutely. And, and, and the, and the yeah. biggest thing is with that one was that, you know, uh, he, he was the flags were there. She saw him and she recognized him and she went on with it. But a lot of people were still... Get that motherfucker yeah. another chance. Yeah, let's try it again <laughs> next time. Oh, maybe it you did know? happen, girl. Maybe it did happen. You know, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Fuck the You're benefit right. of right. the doubt. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. too much time to wait. Okay, look, I'm gonna try something here. I'm gonna see if if, if Miss Florida wants to come in and say anything. I'm gonna see if she's interested. Uh, she's been listening all this time. Did you have anything that you wanted to say right now? As what a conversation is going on. <laughs> She's shy. That's Jeannie, right? She's shy. Yep. Do you have anything you want to say, Jeannie? Oh, she okay, I'm, listening. I'm she going. I'm going to leave her alone because I up. Oh, she hung up. Damn. I hate when. <laughs> no. Anyway. Uh, you was no. You ain't good, Red. <laughs> I, I, you know. I, you I put her on like blast, you, man. I, I didn't mean to put her on blast, but but the thing was, I was just trying to see if she had something to say. I didn't want her to hang oh, up. But anyway, a lot of times we get some people. They just waiting because they want to jump in. You know what I'm saying? And uh, but uh, I just wanted to see if she had something to say, but she left. But that's okay. Uh, but we all understand. We we know that a lot of times the reason why we fall in the situations we do is because of our own selves. You know, a lot of times good men like I'm hearing Mr. Max say and, and, and Mr. Romani and myself even that uh, when we try to be serious and try to show them our, that we're true, a lot of times they take our kindness for weakness and, and, and they'll take it like he must be a weak man because he's fucked up or something. Okay, Florida's back. But, um, I, you know, it, it's not that you fucked up. It's just that they don't know how to handle a man that had, that, that's coming to them correct. They're so used to having garbage come at them that they know how to handle mm-hmm. garbage, know how to do things with garbage that, you know, they can deal with that. And then they sometimes they, 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 they don't feel like they're not in love or the man doesn't care about them unless he's treating them like garbage. So they keep the garbage around because they can handle that. When they get a good guy or a good woman, they don't know what to do with that. They're like, damn, this, is this real? You know what I'm saying? So, Florida, if you want to speak, you can. Please don't hang up. Your mic is open. I did not mean to hang up. Please excuse me. I'm getting quite an education, and I'm just listening tonight. You guys are doing a good job. Go for it. All right. Well, thank, thank you. you for your opinion. Okay. All right. So, uh, but like I said, you know, the thing is, is you have to be able to to look at what you're looking at. And, and like you said, Trey, you, at least you know what you want. You know, you're at a point where you know what you want in your life. 
So a lot of people at your age don't know what they want. A lot of women don't know. So they'll take whatever they think. Like the girl we had on last week, she was just – I don't even know how to describe the female we had on last week. She was fucked up. But, but, I but she, she is not listening. You know, I hate this. If she is, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. She was fucked up. She was easy. Motherfuckers was using her and shit, and she was, she was just being a hoe. She liked it. But, you know, that's, that's her business. If that's what she oh. wanted to do, okay? But, you know, she was letting these young dudes fuck her around and shit, and, and she was happy with it. So I was, I'm, if she like it, I love it. So, you know me, like I said, and I told her that. You know, it ain't, yeah. I, I told her that last week. So it wasn't like she didn't, I'm saying something that she didn't hear. So if she's listening, you can call in. Fuck it. Defend yourself. Because <laughs> your shit was jacked up last week. I ain't going to lie. It was. But anyway. Defend uh, yourself and redeem yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just—it was just you know—you can't let yourself get used unless you want to be used. And I've learned right. that the hard way. You get used because you want to be. A lot of times, you know, motherfuckers is using you, but you just don't want to let them go. And you and right. until you ready to let them go, it ain't—it ain't—they're gonna keep doing you like that until you ready. Yeah. You know, let me give you another. Let me give you another example. Go ahead. Go ahead. I got a. I got a. Uh, the same. Well, all right. I got another friend, and she's had a fuck buddy for a while. And, um, and you know, through talking to her, I convinced her, like, you know what? You need to get yourself together, get your self-worth up, and, and not need sex, you know. Um, so she did that. So she hadn't had sex for about six months. Now, all of a sudden, dude is calling her, and he's so flummoxed, he's begging her for what she wants. And I, told, I just told her how to, to, you know, because he was disrespecting her, you know. He, he wants to get you know, have sex, but he also wants her to bring him food, braid his hair, and do all this other stuff. I said, you know what? I said, you sound like it's an unequal exchange. Why don't you just get yourself together, decide that you don't need sex, decide that you want to be treated better, and, and things will start looking up for you. So now, you know, so she start working out. She start feeling good about herself and, and being happy with just being with herself. And then he comes calling. And it's so out of pocket. He doesn't understand where she's coming from because she's feeling good about herself. He accuses her of being with somebody. Uh, See what I'm talking about? Because He don't understand she made, that she just she got herself worse. Right, but she made herself feel needy in the past. And he was right. playing on that. So now he can't right. use that anymore because of the sex. That's the point. Right. You know, just like Shrey is saying now, she's not letting these mugs in for sex because if she was, uh-uh. she wouldn't be telling us, she wouldn't be saying anything now about it. So apparently right. she's being happy with herself. She knows she's herself right. worth. So uh-huh. not letting motherfuckers just come in with their dick and shit. Yeah, and, and, yeah. They and I guarantee you meet, a, you meet a whole new class of man. You know, it's you just will. like a man. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just like a man. Right. You, know, right. it, you know, the kind of woman that you meet is the kind of man uh-huh. that you are. But you know what, to to say that, and I don't mean to cut you off, but, you know, one thing that I'm learning with myself is to appreciate and love and respect myself. I cannot allow anybody else to do that or expect anybody else to do that if I don't have that initial, you know, agreement with myself. And I I think that's what... Yeah, and I think this is where, you know, it gets a little complicated because guys just seem to think that because I'm a genuine person and, you know, I might be all right on the eyes that, you know, I'm desperate. But when a woman learns her independence, all that stuff doesn't matter. Sex, um, you know, dating, none of that. I mean, she's okay being with herself. And, you know, I get a little bored, but 
I've adjusted, and I'd rather adjust and deal than deal with BS. Bottom line, flat out. And, and there's some men out there that's doing the same thing, believe it or not. There's some men that's not trying to be with all these women either, and they're really trying to do right and pick the right mm-hmm. thing by, by not being by not contaminating themselves, being with everything that they see. You know, Absolutely. if they let their friends tell them like, or they let the society tell them that that they got to fuck all these women and be out here and all this shit, you, you, you'll be fucked up. And and I, what I learned is is all the guys that's telling you all this shit, they're talking about you behind your back, waiting on you to fall so that when they go home to their wives or their woman, I told you he was fucked up. That's what they want to do. They want to live vicariously through you and the shit you was doing out there with these women and everything. And then when you get caught up, then they can say, well, yeah, that's him. That ain't me. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's fucked up, but that's what's out there. I found that out the hard way with my frat brothers and what they was trying to do with me when I was single. They was looking at me, oh, yeah, Red, he's writing these books, he's fucking all these women and all this shit, and he's doing all this. You know, and they were trying to live through me, and as soon as something happened to me, negative, then they want to say, oh, see, I told you he was fucked up. That ain't me. Right, I ain't like right, that. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. But, see, but, they, want to, but right. they want you to be entertaining and be a court gesture for them and do all this shit for them and, and, and make them happy because you're talking about what you do with the strippers and all this or whatever. You know, it, it's it's crazy. Until you wake up and smell the coffee or, or, or realize that you're just entertaining everybody else and just make it about yourself, then you can put yourself value in you and you'll find somebody. Absolutely. And that's what happened to me. About, yeah. I had a friend tell me she's going to try speed dating. What do you think about that, Travis? Uh, I don't know if I would be good at speed dating. <laughs> well, I try. I'm going to tell you, I try speed dating. And it what do you ain't think about that? Is. What kind of people go to speed dating? I mean, I wouldn't, I, I don't think I would ever find myself oh, speed dating. No. Believe it or not. I'd be scared you, you to I mean, what kind of people go speed dating? I'm Believe not. it. Let me, let me tell you what kind of people go to. I mean, you have people like Trey and all types of people go to speed dating. Right. I'm but sure. The, because, is, yeah, the way she explained it, it sounds sound like people who just work a lot, go to school, don't really have yeah, an opportunity to meet people. They do. They do, and and it's like you go in there and you go in, and sometimes it's just to to get the experience. Really, it's not necessarily that, that that's the way they got to find somebody. But what happens is, you go in and you talk to somebody for ten minutes or whatever, as long as the speed is, and you go to the next person, and it gives you a a, a, a perspective of damn, it's a lot of damn crazy people or different types of people out here that you can meet in a few minutes. Uh, and then you can find that one that you really want to speak to some more after that. Then you might talk to them after the speed dating is done. But the thing is, is it's just a trend to me. I don't, I don't see how you can really find somebody through that unless you, like I said, talk to them after you do the speed dating. But as well, here, far here as was my thinking. Okay, go ahead. Here, here was my thinking on speed dating. Like, all right, the ratio of men to women is a lot. Like, it's more women. So I can understand that a woman would be single and have a difficult time finding a man who wants one woman. You know, because there's so much low-hanging fruit out there. It's easy for a man to have three women if he ain't got nothing. You feel me? So, right. gotcha. yeah. so, so, so I was just thinking like, all right, I can understand a woman speed dating, trying to meet some different people. But for a man that's worth anything, you know, I don't see him being at a speed dating spot. I, I'm going to tell you, most of the people that do that, a lot of times, I'm not saying all, I can't speak for all of them. But from my experience, the people that do it is just because they want to say they've done it. I don't think oh, they really right? go all the time just so they can say, okay, yeah. Like people that that tried the Black Planet when it was out or, or uh, Tagged or, or any of these other sites that's on there. You know, you're doing that shit just so you can say you did it. You might meet some people. You might even fuck off the site. But the thing is, right. it's, it's not necessarily you looking for somebody that you want to be with seriously. 
I, really? I don't think, and some people may find somebody that way. But, you know, I'm going to tell you, I've tried them sites coming up before I got to where I am now. And it's just, to me, it's just fun. It's not that you're really trying to really find somebody. Because most of the time you find somebody on them sites, especially tag, that's a site. If you're looking for sex, that's a site that you use. Because nobody is serious on tag. They all just want to fuck. Right. And and my thing is, you find them, and and and, and they're weird as a motherfucker. Most of them, they weird. Of them, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, you meet them in person, they ain't even what they are and shit. And hopefully, it's the picture that you was looking at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Uh-huh. You know, and, and so so you just have to be careful with it. But but like I said, you know, if you serious about finding somebody, that's not the place to go anyway. I'm an old fashioned kind of girl. That that definitely is not for me. <laughs> You know, all this damn, uh, what is it, that's out there? Harmony, what is it, uh, uh, Harmony site and all these different sites. I mean, you know, uh, really? They even got the one for the for the cowboys. What is it, the, the hillbillies got their own shit now. You know, I mean, it's just it's yeah. crazy. And they got the Christian one and all this. Really, are you seriously thinking that you're going to find your date, I mean, somebody that you're going to live with? I mean, I'm not saying you can't, and I'm sure that there's been some successful stuff that's happened that way. But seriously, you know, a lot of times people say you can't find anybody in a club or whatever. I mean, that's probably true to a point, but it just depends on where you are. I mean, you know, church ain't the best place either. You know, everybody try to say that's a good spot. That ain't Man, it either. That's the church, sure. church too. So in I mean, Bible class and everything. There you go. That's what I'm saying. So you know, it just you just have to you know do it and see, and then you know the the best thing oh, yeah. is, is God got to be. I'm gonna best, go trip church on you for a few minutes. But God has got to help you find that one, because that's how I got you to where I am now. Yeah, you got to go old school. Remember the days when yeah, when, go, when you dated go, when you dated the neighbor's yeah. son, the one that you were raised with, or the you know yeah. the girl down the street that you you got to be able to run checks on people. You know what I'm saying? So and like, absolutely. You know there there's a large population. I think the minority are people who date people they can't run a reference on. The majority of people date people that they know. You know, you you know, your daddy know his uncle all his life and that's his little cousin came back from college. Y'all be a good match. You know, there's something to be said about arranged marriages. Like it has it's a long standing tradition and, and I think the closer you stay to home, the better success you'll have. Because you not only are they being loyal to you, they be they being loyal to their family and they're respecting the relationships that formed the meeting, you know, um my Absolutely. uncle my, your and mother know my father. You know, so we, you know, it's going to be a certain le- level of respect there. And and you're going to treat the person better, even if you don't like them. You're going to do better right. because you don't want to re- you don't want to disrespect your family. So right. I, I don't know why we can't go back to that. I'm, like you said, it's a microwave society. I say it all the time. Everybody wants shit now, now, now. Yesterday, you know, they want sex and everything now. Marriage is 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 a revolving door now for a lot of people. You know, I mean, it's just a whole bunch of stuff. You know that's there that people are doing. Sex don't have feeling in it anymore. It, it used to be when you had sex, it was love involved. Now people don't even care about that anymore. Like my man said earlier, it's just doing some shit. You know, so you know as long as it's like that, then you ain't gonna find nothing. You 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 got to find somebody who has the same values and what they want. You know that you want, and, and and the game has to not be there. And I'm I'm sorry, people. Too many people are playing games that say they don't want a game, but they still gaming. Right. Even the ones that said that they ain't playing a game, they gave me because they said they ain't playing a game. So you just have to, just, <laughs> you know, it, it's just what it is. So you just got to take uh, your time mm-hmm. and not jump on the first thing that comes, but just check them out. Like you said, do some research and find out. And uh, where they people are, where they come from. I got a funny story. I have a funny sometimes story to tell you. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. 
All right, I thought I met I thought I met the one who was like a few years ago. I'm like, oh, she's pretty, you know. She was normal. So I'm like, oh, man, she's good, you know. So she used to come over to my house all the time. And one day I'm sitting there, I'm like, damn, I can't find my wallet. You know, I had like $200 in cash in my wallet. And so, you know, she walked past me, whatever. I always smacked her on the ass, you know, smacked her on the ass or whatever. And I'm like, damn, what the hell is that? I'm like, hold on, turn around. She's like, what? I smacked on the ass again. I said, what the hell is that? A wallet? She was like, uh, yeah, my grandmother gave me that wallet. I'm like, nah, I know, you ain't wearing no damn wallet in your back pocket like that. Dude, I'm like, hold on, come here. So she ran, chased her, chased her downstairs, and she had slammed her. My son's on the couch. I ain't slapped on the floor. Went in her pocket, went in her back pocket, man. She had my wallet, man. She got, she just went crazy, like, fuck this, and slammed the door. I mean, out of nowhere, man. I'm like, oh, my goodness, what the fuck? That was weird. Uh... Yeah, she tried. Yeah, to where you meet her at, bro? Her wallet, man. <laughs> she tried to get the twenty dollars, man. She tried to get the wallet. She was low. She wasn't even. Was weird, but now she's she just like, I'm gonna take the whole wallet. She didn't even take the, the money out. Wallet, what the I hell? She must have been like crazy or something. Yeah, she had to be, man. She had to be, man. Oh my god. You'd be surprised, man, what people what they what they do, man, nowadays. That's why you gotta check people because. I'm not saying you got to be really, really, really. Well, it, it depends on what you what flags you're getting, but you really got to make sure you check out what what you with because sometimes you just don't know. I mean, people the, today's society is is you can't you can't really trust a lot of folks. So my thing is is you just got to really check them out, and and it's getting to a point now that you got to make sure they the gender they say they are because uh, it's fucked yeah. up now that they, that you think you were a woman and this mug look good and everything. And can and, and and got their shit all fixed up and everything. And next thing you know, you find out they was born a man. I don't care what you say; it's a man. I don't care how much changing they've done, or if it's a, if it's a man changed to a woman, like that one guy that's in Atlanta. He's changed, and he's with a man that changed to a woman, and now they even reverse roles and shit. I mean, it's just silly. It's crazy what's going on it's, out here. It's to the point but, now but, that they they're trying to make it a style, like it's cool, you know. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, with Bruce Jenner, you know, giving him an award for for being brave. Oh, you know man, what I'm saying? Because he came out and shit at 65. Old as his ad is, as he is, he gonna come out now? I mean, really? And then he. Goes, I like what the dude. I like the. I like what the dude on TMZ said. He said, "Man, forget all that stuff about him being a man or a woman. That's a six. If you're into a six two, two hundred twenty pound woman, go for it. You know." <laughs> Yeah, but see, my thing, and I know what you're saying, but my thing is this. You know, it took you all this time to come out, and then when you did, you know, then you still want to be with women, but you want to look like one, too? He's confused. What is that He's about? got an issue, yeah. Yeah. The whole celebrity of it. I, remind I still people, want to be a woman. Oh, that was about yeah, re- him getting the show and shit, man. Yeah, I remind people that this ain't nothing new. Um, In the World According to Dark, remember the, that book? Yeah, the I remember World that According book. to Dark. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. They had a transsexual in there. Like, that was a big thing back then. That book got banned in some schools because of that transsexual. That, that, right. He was a football player, remember? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, this is nothing new, man. It's been going on since what? When was that yeah, book? It's, it's 60s just acceptable or the 70s? now because back in the day it wasn't. And, and what's making it acceptable now is. You know, I hate to say it, but when they when they when they made same sex marriage and all this stuff come out and all this to be legal and everything, it just opened the door, the floodgates for them to be out here now. Now you can't even look at a commercial now where they don't have where they don't have a gay couple or something in the commercials now. You know, it's happy anniversary and all this. I mean, they, it's like they got to add it. Even with Empire, you know, he's gay. That's doing the show. He, you know, he and 
you know, Lee Daniels, and, and it's just, you know, he's he's making it a point where he has to have some kind of gay scene somewhere in there now because they want to make a point now that they're here. We know they're here. They've always been here. But now that it's been now that they're accepting it, you know, by law and shit, now now it's just making a big point. I don't care if you're gay. I don't I don't have anything against those people that do that. But my thing is is I don't want you to put it in my face where you gotta flaunt it in my face all the time. Man, come we on, man. I don't want to be watching regular, Empire and hear you smacking and tonguing right, each other regular, down. You know, regular regular uh, heterosexual uh, stuff. Are we putting it in your face because we're heterosexual? You know, I mean, uh, it's just. You know, my thing is, is why you have to. It's like it's a trend, or we got to make sure you know I'm gay. I mean, I, and even some of the gay people that that see the flamboyantness of it, they don't like it either because it, it's not what gay is. But a lot of people who are flamboyant gay, and when they do that, it, it, it turns a lot of other people off that's that's gay that don't act that way. And they'll tell, tell me about this. Yeah, tell me about like this it. part right. Yeah, tell me about this part right here. I've been talking to a couple of females, and they tell me about we had this discussion about gay men who look. Well, who are flamboyant gay, but their attitude towards women is disrespectful. Like they'll talk to women like they want to be women, but they talk over aggressively. They and they and they you know they use bitch way too many times. And the reason why they do amb- that is because and, they they don't have a vagina. They're they're envious of her having a vagina. Right, that's, right. That's what that is. Yeah, you know, they have is to that what that shit. is? Yeah, so they'll argue with her and call her bitch this, bitch that, or whatever. They ain't got a vagina, so they're envious. So that woman was born a woman, and they're mad because she has it and they don't have it. Even if they got just confusing. Like, they want to be a woman, but they hate the woman that they want to be. Exactly. So even if they get the sex Uh change and still have it, they still will have the the, the problem with the real woman because they know they wasn't a woman in the beginning. That's what that whole thing is about. That makes sense. It's crazy, you know. I I have yet to hit, see a transgender woman turning that that turned into a guy with it that has a dick now to act that way. I, I I don't hear that. It's usually the guy that's trying to be a woman that does that. Uh huh. Right. So you know it's weird, man. But this is our world we live in. So you know this is what we got. And uh, until God comes back, I guess my man will probably agree to this one. And Sodom and Gomorrah and all that stuff. Anyway. <laughs> minutes we want to give you guys one more time to tell people how to get your uh your your books and all that stuff and then we want to wrap up this 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 uh subject matter so mac you can go ahead and start first and then we'll go from this oh man you can get my title on uh on, on amazon.com you can get licks licks will be out next week on amazon.com join me on facebook at peter mac and uh we'll holler about it thanks for having me trey thanks for having me red and uh, good luck to the young brother who's who's enterprising in, in many fields, and uh, I, it was it was it was a pleasure. Thank you. Now you know, once you come on the show, you always always welcome to come back anytime you want. So you ain't well, gotta yeah, be yeah. asked to come back. You 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 a family member now, so it's <laughs> over. Well, yeah. Trey Trey gonna let me know when she reads the book that I paid forty dollars for, and and we gonna come back to talk about it. I am going to read that book, and we are definitely going to have a very good discussion about that, Mr. Mac. I promise you. Okay. Amani, go ahead and tell us about your book, uh, Where to Get You. <laughs> All right. Y'all can uh, find my titles on Amazon um, under Lamont Wheeler or Amonty, A-M-O-N-T-Y. You can reach me on Facebook, um, Playwright 
Arthur Amante. And look out for my publishing company, which is titled Misery Eyes Publications. And I have, like, some authors already that have titles out. One is Hood Chronicles by author Michelle McCray. And the other one is um, Whispers in the Dark, which which for me, Whispers of a Dark Child, which came out three to two days ago by author Blaine Moore. And you can find that on Amazon.com as well. Okay, well, thank you. And thank you all for having me on the show. Oh, yeah. You know. And just like I said, you're welcome to come back too, man, and bring us some more of that information. And, uh, yeah, just remember, I'm going to talk shit about you, but, no, you you, you, <laughs> you bring us your stuff, man. It's good. We we enjoy having you on the show, and I'm glad you didn't take this offensive because I, I don't mean it that way. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, how we are, and uh, we're glad to have you. And come on back. When you ever get something new, just let us know. We can we can support you. Uh, so Trey, you want to go ahead? We got like eight minutes. You want to go ahead and wrap up uh, the question? If anybody got any last uh, uh, any last words they want to say to the subject matter? Anybody? Anybody? Did did, ev- did everybody leave? Oh, no, oh, everybody's no, still here. Uh, um, just stay true to you know for Trey. I you know I appreciate you kind of like being being super personal and um, it's all good. You know, like I just you know all of my books just talk about this. Just stay true to yourself. Continue to move with desire, motivation, and dedication for peace, power, and position in your own life. And uh, you're gonna attract what you want for sure. And uh, I see it in your pictures. You know, you don't do it for nobody else. You trim your eyebrows just right, just for yourself. You trim your lips just right, just for yourself. <laughs> just, the style is just for yourself. And that's I'm where you over want here blushing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. You know why I'm laughing, right? Because this shit's working like a motherfucker. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, I thank you. I thank you for, for, for your kind words. I, I really do. It is um truly been a pleasure the last couple of weeks just kind of being able to kind of go back and forth with you about, you know, your project and, you know, having you to come on to the show. I feel like I know you a little bit now because, you know, everything Me is too. So impersonal. With a, you know, with a, a, a text or um, should I say an inbox. So, you know, I I just wish you guys, both of you guys, the, the best in your endeavors and, and much success and, you know, many, many, many good things coming to you guys. Oh, it's all good. Keep your hands open, you know, let your prayers go up, let them come down, right? Just Absolutely. let me know. Just let me know when y'all date and everything, and uh, we'll uh, get that uh, we'll talked about on the show. Because I know it's gonna happen. Y'all gonna end up meeting somewhere halfway or some shit. She's in Michigan, you in South South uh, California. I'm sure you'll meet maybe in Kansas City, where I'm at. Oh, go Royals! Anyway, uh, it's tied up right now. The game is the Mets is three and the Royals is three. So we gonna see if they're gonna win this first. But anyway, uh, like I said, and the lady from Florida, thank you for, for, for speaking and stuff. I know I'm not going to turn your mic back on, but thank you so much for supporting us. And this is what we do every Tuesday, Word Sexy Radio, Grown Folks Radio, for those who are strong in heart and not faint in heart. That's what we do. This is what we're about. So, uh, you know, what we got? We got a few seconds left, but we're going to go ahead and uh, let you guys – let me see what we got here. What's the time? It is – I have – Oh, you got about five minutes. I got about yeah, five so, minutes. Yeah, so so go ahead and wrap to her some more for about three minutes there, uh, Mac, and then we'll uh, go from there. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
He's going to pull up a chair and listen. Uh. Oh, I'm listening to you. I'm listening to your skills. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> well, no, nah, I mean, you know, the, the filthy is a is a is a memoir. So um, a lot of and then the voice. Let's not forget his voice. Listen to how he sounds with the the, the 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 twang in his voice, the the deepness of of what he's saying, and then he well, that's explains. Why, that's why I came on the line because she heard that voice. Yeah. Well, I was cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, women, did, did he make your panties come off? That's what I want to know, uh, Trey. Did, you know, that's that's the thing. He want you know he want the benefit. I get them off. You put them on, right? Something like that. No, I ain't gonna fuck with her. That's your woman. That be for you. Trust me. Red Red just got married like a month ago, and Red is trying to stay with his wife. He ain't trying to do nothing else. Now there right. was a time that I did do that, but uh, mm. that is gone. Hey, so how was your marriage? Did you get a Did you get a big marriage? Did you get a small marriage? How I, had, I had a big wedding. Actually, if you yeah. go to my Facebook, well, if you go to mm-hmm. Facebook, you'll see some of the pictures there. Uh, you'll see. He had right? a beautiful wedding. He had yeah. a beautiful yeah. wife. I mean, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. I'm, you know, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I feel like all that money should go to buying some rental property or something. You know. Well, I got that too, though. But you know, well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. You was in Korea, man. Yeah, you, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I was in the military for twenty-two that. years, so I retired from oh, the army. But yeah, yeah, oh, man, so, yeah. We got you a little bit of to have that. And that's one thing yeah, I've been yeah. talking to young brothers about. Um, you know, at a certain age, you're supposed to have something to show for it. You're supposed to yeah. be at a certain at a certain weight. Ain't no way you're yeah. supposed to, you know, be running around like a thirty-year-old just figuring it out. You know, exactly. So, yeah. So come back next week, man, and we'll talk some more about this, that very subject. Oh, for real? What's the subject? What's yeah. going on this week? Who y'all got coming on? I, we, I don't know who's coming on, but uh, I tell you what, uh, you, can show, you can show up too, and then uh, we'll talk shit, whatever it is. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh, Amani, if you want to come back when you're ready, you can come back with your play and shit, and we can we can do that too. And uh, oh, hey, Amani, Amani, I want I want to share something with you, man. Okay, like cool. in all of, in all of, Imani, in all of my novels, yeah. there's some spiritual aspect. And filthy, you know, they they spend time in church because my grandmama took me to church, and you know, oh, and so yeah. we have those kind of dialogues <laughs> in licks. In licks, a sister asked me the other day, asked me today, am I a five percenter because I refer to her as Earth. But in Licks, my main, one of my main characters' name is Noble, and um, he wears a star and crescent um, inverted, where the, the, the crescent is, is, is under the star, and that's what the Sufis wear. So, you know, I've studied, like, several religions and can speak on it. So I'm wondering, you know, how much of religion has to be in a novel, and how far does the focus have to be for it to be classified as, a re- as Christian fiction or religious Damn fiction? Damn good question. I wish you would have asked that and we got two minutes, minutes to go. Yeah, yeah, but that's okay, go ahead. Try to answer real fast. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. okay um, Christian fiction, if the whole book was on based, based on, like, uh, Christ, that's Christian fiction. But it's something, you, you sound like you have something like Tyler Perry, like, that has a spiritual twist to it. So that doesn't have, that hasn't. That, you don't have to um, label that as Christian fiction. But it's, okay. it's good enough to touch people, though. You know what I mean? Like somebody can read it and then they can catch it and like, oh, man, I felt that right there. Um, that helped me. You know what I mean? Because I was going through that, and I see how your character got out of that situation. So okay, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Yeah. I, Damn, I that was agree. quick, um, buddy. I, I got respect for you now even more because you answered that shit with, <laughs> with enthusiasm. Nah, I, I like you. That's the reason motherfuckers right up the valley. That's what I'm saying. 
<laughs> All right, Jim, I hate to let y'all go, man. It was a great conversation, but I'm going to go ahead and let y'all go. Uh, it's been great. Like I said, if you want to come back, just reach out to uh, Trey, and she'll make sure that you're back on the show. We well, thank y'all very much for coming right, out. Thank y'all. Nice okay. to y'all. All right. All right. All right. Okay. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.